The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD Arts Components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 Like every morning I wake up, I got to take Saint out of his room, right? So he wakes up at like four o'clock, just like, just like me, right? But some mm-hmm. days I want to wake up at five. So if I want to sleep in, I can't because he's barking, right? He's just barking like all morning. But he only bark after he pee. He got a pad in his room, right? So he pees oh, okay. on a pad and then he just starts barking, right? So, But some days I just hate this shit, right? So like one day, the other day, right, I was so ashamed and embarrassed about this. So I, I, I do things, for instance, just to like throw his day off because, you know, dogs like creatures of habits, right? So what he does every single morning is he pees or whatever, and then I got to take him outside so he could poop. Then I got to take him up to the bedroom because he got an ottoman at the at the edge of the bed that he sleeps in and he sleep, while my wife still sleep. And then the fan blows and he don't like it, right? So since he don't like the fan, you got to wrap him up in a sheet and all this bullshit, right? It's just too much, right? So the other day, right, I'm so ashamed and embarrassed about this. I, I, I open up the door. And I like shut the room door, right? So he couldn't get in because he like he'll run like right up to the room. <laughs> I shut the room door so he couldn't get in. <laughs> and then I like no. dipped off to the side. And my wife woke up. She was like, "Did you like lock him out?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Yeah." You know, I ain't know how to say it. like if I was ashamed about it. But I just do things just to like, you know, when he's stretching in the morning, I grab him real quick. Like, yo, come on, you're not gonna get your stretch out. I'm gonna finish that stretch. <laughs> You're not going to get your stretch out. <laughs> you want to mess my morning up, I'm going to mess your morning up. You know what I'm saying? But I was explaining to my wife the whole process uh, yesterday because she was, you know, we had a little talk. Because um, some days I don't feel like doing all of that for him every morning. Like, I want a peaceful morning for myself. You know what I mean? So a peaceful morning for me is waking up, showering, um, eating breakfast, leaving the house. You know, it's all, but I can't do that with him. I got to. Turn on the backyard lights. I gotta say, it's just too much. Some some morning. So that's me. So but he was your wife's dog before he was your dog. Oh right? no, no. I'm the reason why we got him. Most likely, my wife wouldn't have oh, got a dog. So you two raised him this way, and now you're complaining about the way that he was raised because Starla, she'll let me do everything. I can wake up some days, especially on the weekend. I can wake up late. I'm talking ten in the morning. She's chilling, man. Yeah, she's and I could probably still wake up, take a shower, get ready, and she's chilling. Yeah, I feel bad. I feel like I get mom guilt. You know, I'm like, oh, her bladder, and I feel bad. But if I'm really, I slept in, I'm behind schedule, and I still want to get everything done that I want to get done. She holds off, so I'm kind of grateful for that. But you're complaining about something that you created. Look, this dude wakes up at four in the morning because I wake up at four in the morning. I don't want to wake up at four in the morning. Like, like I don't even want to be up at that time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, why is he up? Like, what is this dog up so early for? And just barking, top of his lungs, mm. right? And what it does is... Oh, that barking got to go, man. Yeah, and we got deer. We got deer, like, in our neighborhood, right? Oh. So they perk up when they hear him bark, because I got all the cameras and stuff, right? And every time they hear him bark, they, like, just sitting outside the house, like, what the fuck is going on in that house? You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. He just get on my nerves. And every morning I walk out like, yo, all right, am I going to have to, like, you know, worry about a fox being right out here or something? Like, because we don't have a garage. Uh, I didn't mean to stumble across this topic, right? But, like, yo, not having a garage 
is a rough time. <laughs> like where you mm, still, where you still gotta leave the house like crack a door. Like not having a garage yeah. is crazy, bro. I got like I, where do you live that there's so many deer outside? It's just wildlife. I live in uh, Maryland. I live in Maryland, like clo- okay. close to DC. It's a lot of deer here though, a whole lot. And it's foxes. It's like, you know, foxes that run around or whatever. That's why we can't really let Saint go out back just on his own. But yeah, it's a whole lot of deer out here. I don't know what else is out here, but it's a lot of damn deer. But just even just just leaving out the house to like all the elements, if you don't have a garage, is crazy. Like I never really realized that. Like if you got a garage, please appreciate it. Please appreciate (laughs) it. Yeah, man. Hey, so but I could I could have you could have what? So I can I can't imagine not having a garage, man. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. I can't even think about it. Okay, it's not even a thought process for the me. other morning. I'm like, yo, what if a, like a dog was like one morning? Because I had a lot of bags, right? So it's not like I could just go straight to the car. I'm like, what if a dog was on a loose like right now? Like, 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 and I watch too many, I watch these videos on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like with dogs be on a loose. Like, if a dog was on a loose, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's over. You know what I mean? Oh my god. All right, so who do we so no so we have guests a lot, right? And uh we have our guests introduce themselves normally because number one, we don't like messing up people's names. And then number two is we haven't really gotten too good at introducing our guests yet. So we, we'll figure that part out, right? So we're gonna do the same thing. Um I'll start just a little bit though. Uh so our guest that we have today, I did have the pleasure of hanging out with, learning a lot from when I was at the Senior Enlisted Academy. Um and we, you know, we, we had some really good times. Uh, so, but who are you? Who are you? What's your name? Who am I? Yeah. I feel like I'm introducing myself to the mess. No, no, no. Who are you? <laughs> uh, so I'm Sol. Um, uh-huh. But I think he said messing up my name because it's really Soledad, but I go by Sol. It's what all my friends and family call me. I'm from San Diego, California. Um, What's your last I name? I am Alice Fuentes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm good. I just say soul. Yeah. Just, yeah. We, we stick to like soul that. with right. everybody. Um, but yeah, I'm from San Diego. I joined the Navy out of San Diego. Been for 12 years. And What part of San you know, Diego? I was born in Chula Vista, raised in Imperial Beach. Okay. Right. And then uh, I know we were discussing like my background, but like I have been to many states as far as being stationed in different locations. And I was stationed in San Diego at one point, but it didn't feel that way because uh, we were doing workups, deployment, then brought her back to the to the yards and went into dry docks. So it felt like we were always away. So I don't count that as a duty station where I was really, you know, at home to mm-hmm. be home, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's who I am. Why'd you, and this is Starla, if you can see her. <laughs> what's her name? Starla? Starla. Okay, Starla. So this is a really generic question, but I think it matters right now. Why'd you join the Navy? Ah, uh, so I joined the Navy mostly because I didn't want to go to college, but it was definitely influenced by the fact that while I was in high school, I was in uh, NJROTC and I loved my instructors. So it was very influential. Okay. All right. All right. So, hey, so listen, so going to be joining us today. All right. Nothing crazy. No, no special stories or nothing like that. Well, maybe you do have a special story. You know, who am I to minimize, you know, your light? You know what I'm saying? But as far as we know, she didn't come to share any uh, major experience. She's just hanging out with us. Uh, we had a great time. She's a great person. And hopefully y'all get to hear that on this episode. 
Uh, I guess we could all just like kind of do some catching up. What you been up to, man? Well, yeah, man, I, I got a pretty, I had a pretty good story to tell, man, about what happened, what happened kind of to me. So guys jump in and help me out on this story because, because I'm going to tell this story not as senior chief legacy. I'm going to tell this story as dad. I got Right? This okay. is a dad story. Yeah, I'm tracking. All right. So my son is in the Navy. Right. So he's um, he's on the Reagan, which is a, he's IT. He's in which everybody already know this. Um, but he he got a school going to Geeks. I think it's called Geeks or something. Mm-hmm. Some old IT school. He Global to, command right? control system. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. So I know he's coming back. Right. But he don't know that we're going to meet him at the you know, he gets to the airport. He don't know we at, we at the airport. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're going to do our little investigation, find our way at. And so time he tell us, like he say, just landed. We already at the airport. So we we got to wait, you know what I mean, for him to come out. So he don't know we there. So we get there and him and his, like another IT guy that's with him, out there with him too. And I say, hey, where they going to pick you guys up at? What's going on? This dude don't have a clue what's going on. He don't have orders. He don't mm-hmm. have anything. Right. So I'm like, what? I said, what? Okay. I said, only thing he knows is NGIS. I said, what? Which NGIS? You know what I mean? Like, where, like we're in San Diego, so it's like you can go a lot of different directions, right? Right. And I ain't even know where the school was at. I mean, I'm assuming he knows all this stuff, right? But boy, I was <laughs> mistaken, right? So, so then I so I said, you know what? Let's take him to 32nd over there, you know, on the um, on the dry side. So let's take him over there. So he gets there. Uh, of course, he ain't got no orders, don't have anything. And um, so we get in there, we start talking to the lady, the ladies in the front. So I'm trying to, because I don't want to embarrass him being like, oh, I'm seeing you, know, your dad. So I ain't want to do none of that. So I'm kind of like standing in the background, like listening to him talk, mm-hmm. right? Him talk to the ladies. And I knew it for the first place. When he ain't had no orders, I knew it was going to be a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they don't know where he's supposed to go. They don't know what he's supposed to do. So I, I knew it was going to be an issue. But I'm telling them this in the car as I get there. I say, hey, man. It's going to be an issue when you're not having orders. So go up there to the counter. This lady was really trying to help him, though. Yeah. She was like, give me your information, blah, blah. She was trying to help him. But this other lady over here on the other side, well, we don't know if he getting per diem, so let's just go send him over there to the free barracks. Mm-hmm. And and I let it, I, I, I listened for a little bit longer than, um, I, man, I had to go in, man. I, had, I stopped it. Boom. I said, hey, I said, he's coming from Japan. He's got per diem, right? I said, you got a computer over here. He got DTS access. Let's let him log into this computer over here and let's print his orders out. And then, then everything started turning in. But this lady over here was still trying to get him in these barracks. I think she was just trying to get, she was just trying to be done with it, the whole yeah. situation, right? So I freaking got him over there, print out his orders. Then I print out the other guys, get the other guy, log in, got his orders printed out because both of them, clueless mm-hmm. right now what's going on <laughs> so we print out both them oilers got them printed out got him a room got him everything and this is what i'm upset about and he has no government credit card so oh. in, in his in his in his no government credit card so he was told that he's paying all this out his pocket and then he gonna get reimbursed when he get back now let me tell you that's what i'm upset about man like because because I'm like this. I'm like, yes, he has the money. He, I'm thankful that he has that money, right? Mm-hmm. 
But what if he didn't have that money? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? You don't know the circumstances for, for someone to tell him that, you know, say, hey, just going to reimburse you when you get back. That's that's the wrong answer. Because I know it's so many different ways that you can do it. I know it's some advances out there. I know it's it's like, and he and so they pay for it. You know how you first do the government travel card? You had your numbers and stuff, right? You don't. You may not have a car yeah. yet. So they use that information to pay for his flight. So why they can't just use that information and pay for his room and stuff? I don't. I don't right. know, man. And I'm not that. I'm not that like into it all like that and know it all. But I know it's different ways. You know what I mean right. to do it. But my whole situation is maybe you guys can enlighten me and talk about this. If I'm sending, if you sending like parent, I'm not in the military. You send my son or my daughter somewhere and don't have a clue what's going on. And, I, and I'm like, like if I wouldn't have been there, bro, I don't even know where he would have went and what he would have did. Cause they was just standing there, bro. They were just standing. Standing where? <laughs> outside the airport. <laughs> I was just standing outside the airport, man. Well, well, can we? And then, and, and the reason what? Then I'm asking questions. Do I had to go? I had to walk them across the street to catch the tag because I ain't have enough room. You know, I had all the families. I ain't have enough room. I had to walk them over there to talk to the taxis and talk to the, you know, the Uber drivers and stuff, so to get them to where they need to go. Why you had to talk to the Uber drivers? That yeah. <laughs> like, so I was going to. I, I, I feel like there's that part. Oh. I feel like there's two issues. Like, yeah, so I feel like there's two issues, right? Like, number one, yes, with the whole command, I just, it's kind of odd that they say they didn't have a government credit card and you still make them go on travel. Usually uncommon. And it should have, if the government credit card was utilized to pay for the flights, it should have been utilized for everything else as well because he has a government credit card. Maybe he doesn't have, have it physically and they could have overnighted to where he was going. But then you're touching on another thing. I at least I think, and maybe I'm like a real derailing your story. But I'm thinking to myself, like social skills. Like if I go somewhere and I don't know where I'm going, I'm gonna ask questions. But you're, the way you're explaining it, I imagine someone just standing there. <laughs> this is like no, staring no, off. No, so so hold up, hold up. Let me, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you on that, right? So that's the first thing I said. I said so if you don't have, if you don't know, like where you're going and what you're doing. Why did you ask these questions? Like when you get to the when you get to the airport, who's picking me up? Or when I get there, what I'm doing? None of that. And I'm with the social thing. None of that stuff was asked. Yeah. Right. So that's one of the first things I talked about. And when you guys, I know he's gonna learn from this, you know, yeah. but all of them was like that. Like it was just sitting out there, like, you gotta ask these questions. Like, what's going on? You can't just when you're a chief or somebody tell you to go do something, sometimes you gotta ask a question. If it ain't like direct, you gotta say, okay. Hold up, what are we doing here? Do I need any kind of gear to help me out? Or do I need to to do go this direction to get there? You gotta ask those questions. So uh I know that's gonna be a learning experience uh for him when it comes to that stuff. I, I'm telling you the way he was looking, I know he gonna learn from, <laughs> he's gonna learn from that. But um, yeah, man, it was it was a, a eye-opening experience for me, man, uh, when it comes to the fact that uh, he gonna have to pay for this, which he ain't gonna have to pay for. I told him to email. He, we emailed mm-hmm. his command already and try to figure something out, but he haven't got a response yet. But it's just crazy, man, on how you send him down here, man. But now, one more thing I left out too, though. Um, the command is deployed. Yeah, that's what I was about oh. to. Ask. So, so yeah, so they got a debt. So this, this was the debt that 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 was handling him. That was mm. there now. Now, most of the time you got a debt that's left back, back, you have somebody from admin or somebody from whatever is there, but I don't know how that worked. 
you know, there. But that was another key to it, too. So they did have a debt. But my whole thing is, man, if I'm still in the sale, I'm going to make sure you guys orders. I'm going to make sure you got the, you know, the normal things that we always, like, that's the first thing I asked him, man, where's your orders? I don't have yeah. orders. I'm like, what? How you don't have orders? So, yeah, yeah man, it's crazy, man. Well, that's kind of how my weekend, my weekend went, man, besides um, evals and stuff. Some of weekend went. I mean, it looked like you was on <laughs> another world tour to me, man. I saw you all over uh, social media, different places. Oh, yeah. Things, man. Oh, yeah, man. I was doing some things, hey. man. I went to a concert, man. I, you know, last, since our last day, I went to a little concert, yeah, man. Cowboy Troy, good. right? You, you know, man, the California Troy? life, man, is pretty good, man. You want to go huh? see Cowboy Troy? No, man. <laughs> I went to see... Um, Leon Bridges, man. Yeah, Leon Bridges is dope. Hey, but I do want to say something about the situation with Mark, though. Like, Fireman McCullough wouldn't have had that money, bro. (laughs) Like, 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 I wouldn't have had it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, like, uh, I was on deployment. I'm not going to talk about it. You wouldn't have what? I wouldn't have had the bread, man. The money. You wouldn't have had what? I wouldn't have had the money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when when I was on deployment, uh, you know, we had an emergency underway before. And uh, so, like, two-thirds of the crew was on the ship, and then, like, a third of the crew was off the ship. But we had to leave without, you know, the third of the crew. And um, so the people that was off the ship, you know, some people was like, yo, they lucky. Like, they get to stay in a hotel. They don't get to get underway with us. They get to have fun out in town, you know, all this stuff. And, yeah, that was cool. But I know if I was, because they they had to spend their own money, they was going to get it reimbursed, right? <laughs> and I was just thinking like, damn, you know, out, out loud, I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. I wish I was off the ship. But in my head, I'm like, man, what the fuck I would have done? Because <laughs> I, I definitely would <laughs> I would have died. They'd have been like, yo, all you got to do is get a hotel room. Like, oh, what I'm going to do? Like, <laughs> I'll be sleeping on the side of the street till the ship get back. You know what I'm saying? So I know how it is. But then the other thing I wanted to say about that is sometimes um, as a young seller, man, like you really don't know what you don't know. Um, mm-hmm. You really don't know what you don't know. Like you probably be under the most general assumption that you set up for success. Like they got you. Like there's no reason even to ask a question. They're going to take care of me. You sometimes I, I, I've been plenty places where it's like, damn, you know, that's a lesson in the Navy that you need to mm-hmm. ask more questions. That's like one of the first lessons that I learned being a seller is if I want to mm-hmm. know something, if you pushing me somewhere, I need to ask questions, right? And I think sometimes people join the military and don't realize how many questions, because we, we like overthink stuff, right? So we don't realize how often, yo, let me just ask, like, you know, maybe this person yeah. don't even know the answer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but yeah, that is a good, I, I of, uh, that was a good story. Yeah, I thought of this too, though, man, like, what I would have did back then too, though. Like now that I've been in for so long, I can kind of be like, what the hell are you doing? Man, why you ain't asked this? Why you ain't asked that? You know, I really don't know. Back then, who knows, man? Like what, what I would have done, uh, too though. But yeah, man, I think I would ask questions. Yeah, when I was a junior seller, I wasn't asking much. I was like thinking that this attack. Like I always thought, like everything was like. All right, they they try to see how I could persevere if I could figure. This yeah, out. Like, yeah. Like, 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 I was like, the same yeah, way. I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's that's my thoughts. Um, but I think also even like you're saying, right? You're like, okay, now I can say, why would you not ask this? And I think it comes with growth, maturity, and experience. But at the same time, even generationally, this generation is used to asking questions. So I I would say like what Damo said. He said, you know, they join the military and then they just kind of just, I'm doing what I'm told. I'm doing what I'm told. 
but I think it's, it's a fine balance, right? Like senior enlisted sometimes I'd be like, Oh my gosh, they asked too many questions, especially if they come from a generation where asking questions wasn't common. And so we're, we're like, Oh, they didn't ask questions. They got it. But sometimes we have to check ourselves and be like, wait, do they know? And then just also provide some and then like, okay, if I'm overstepping, then I'll, I'll understand once I'm asking the question, if they either know or don't know and being able to step back and saying, here, I'm empowering you. You got it. Call me when you get there. Text me when you get there. But I think it's a fine balance that we have to find between the generations in order to bridge that, you know? Yeah, I think every couple months, I think every quarter I'm in like a situation where I think in my head, like, damn, I should have said more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, whether that be like a task or like anything like, damn, I should have told this person more, you yeah. know, or somebody yeah. turning a product or something. And it's like, I was just telling somebody, it's like, yo, I hate to be the person that want everything done my way, but I'm like, that ain't going to be done like this though. <laughs> like, like, and then I got to be like, oh no, you know, but that's the whole like paint done, like show somebody, tell somebody what done looks like instead of just telling somebody to do something, you know what I mean? And that right. could be, that could be like chiefs. That could be like, for like, I, I guess, you know, I'm doing a season this year and, um, I ask, I'll ask like a, you know, somebody to do something, chief, senior chief, whatever. And then I see what they did and I'd be like, damn, like this, this not going to cut it. Like, like it's not detailed enough. Like this is not like, this ain't it. You know what I mean? And it's like, all right, now I got to either go back, tell them like, nah, can it have this, that? And then be like, damn, I ain't know you want it. Like, yes, that's like the only way to like, <laughs> like do it. You know what I mean? And, and make me, you know, so, I mean, that's just that though, but I do want to talk about something real quick. Uh, my first ship, it was decommissioned this week. Right. Um, oh. So yeah. big deal. Oh, before that. So I'm acting as CMC. So if I get a phone call from anybody, it's, I probably got to answer because it's something important going on at one of the commands that we've done with. So that is one thing. So that's the little disclaimer. Um, but um, all right, back to, so my first ship, the USS Vela Golf CG-72 was uh, decommissioned on the 4th of August. So 4 August, 2022, USS Vela Golf decommissioned. And um, I didn't make it out there, right? I didn't make it to the ceremony. I thought I was going to go. Um, I, you know, um, I'm not going to blame the fact that I, I'm acting CMC for the reason why I didn't go. That did kind of contribute to, you know, some of why I didn't go. But I do want to um, just kind of say uh, peace, peace to the uh, Villa Golf. And uh, like, man, if it wasn't for that ship, um, if it, and that's a big, that's a major peace. piece of name. Like, you know? <laughs> like it just yo peace, like bye bye. Like, no, it's like super <laughs> duper, like, 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 like real, like, like, like peace and love, man. Farewells, following, uh, fair winds, following seas, all of that. But um, man, I wouldn't be who I am without that ship. You know what I mean? Um, not just as a sailor, I think like just as a person. Period. You know, I came from, um. Philly, a young, 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 young boy from Philly. Um, lived in Florida for a little bit, but I went, I got to that ship. I still had a, like the chip on my shoulder. Like, you know, when I got there, um, a lot of reasons I was humble, like a whole lot, like a whole lot of things humble, like any experience you could have. Um, I had it on that ship. Um, and I, I was super humbled by a whole lot of experience and I, I grew a whole lot from, from, from that ship. Um, it's funny. I used to have nightmares about uh, going back to that ship, like in my dreams, like, oh man, I'm back here being the works in a suit. Um, but I, 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 you know, I recently went back and I visited the ship and I was happy to be there. 
I'm happy that I got to be there when I was there, vice the whole big ceremony and being somewhere in the background and not able, I got to walk through the ship again, go back to my old spaces, um, stuff like that. But first commands, Damon, you talked about it, right? First commands, they mean a whole lot, man, for like, that's the foundation of like everything that I am. I remember going to the, uh, the other ship that we were on together and like one of the sellers was like, yo, you came from like a good command, huh, chief? And I was like, well, like, why you say that? He's like, yo, you just seem different. Like, like, like you came from a good place. I was like, I guess I did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and they really like, they took care of me from day one till, um, my last day on a ship. I think I talked about it, uh, before on here, when I, I got into a little bit of trouble, my last couple of weeks on a ship and they gave me like a, a mock DRB or whatever. And they just pretty much told me like, Hey, you, you've been killing it your whole time. Don't go nowhere else now and then start messing up. Um, so like every, every, every CMC I had on there, every, everybody, every mentor, every experience, man. Uh, yeah. You know, peace to the, uh, Villa golf turbo, uh, turbo dogs forever, man. Like that's, that's crazy to just be in, like, I'm in the Navy now long enough to see my damn ship has gotten uh, decommissioned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm really starting to feel old now. Yeah, man. It ain't been that long. It's still, been that, you still yeah, haven't been in that I'm long. I'm starting to feel old, bro. I feel you, though, man. Like, I'm starting to feel old, man. It's time to, you know, it's it, 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 it's time to get out. I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at the, I never looked at the CMC list. I mean, uh, Master Chief list and be like, damn, I know like eight to ten of these people, man. <laughs> like, it's starting to get like that. Man. You know what I'm saying? I want, like, I wonder, man, like, I wonder if I'm old, if we old. Like, you think we look old to like Yeah, man. People? That's that's facts. Like, do they look at us like we old? How old are you? How old? Oh, I'm 35. Oh, you're not old. I know, but to a 20-year-old, do we look yes, old? Yes, to 20-year-olds, yes. Yeah, we look was, old. Yeah, we look I was, old. Yeah, they talk shit to me all the time. I was reading a Bro. post on, um, on uh, like, this whole Simpson Navy memes, and all they really do is, like, really just talk shit about Chiefs, right? Like, like the whole time, <laughs> right? But one of the dudes was like, yo, we went to a Dolphins game. It was, I think it was the Dolphins, yeah. and they was like, all the Chiefs was, like, talking to, like, cheerleaders or whatever. And they was like, they just look so a bunch of 40 and up old men drooling <laughs> over these cheerleaders. Right? And I'm like, damn, like every chief, you know, they, I think they said 50 and up or whatever. And I'm like, damn, I'm 35. Like I'm nowhere near 50, yes. man. Uh, but, but, um, like, damn, we just look like the old out of place, like people. <laughs> but once you make chief, you're aged in yeah. people's eyes because, you know, I, I was, I want to say I was 27 and automatically you're old. And it's like, wait, I'm still in my twenties. Like, let me hold on to that real quick. You know, yeah. but they see you as, you know, you're a chief, you're, you're old. That's, but I remember being, you know, a junior sailor, but no, I thought my chief was young. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like, and then some of the first classes be older than me. Like, 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 you know, right, like right. you're older than me. Like, like, bro, I got, I got second classes that are older than me. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I just, I just feel like, I hope that we, you know, when we out and about, I, I ain't been on the deployment, you know, where we yeah. had port visits in a while, but I just hope that when we out and about, we just don't look like the old rusty, yeah. like dudes. <laughs> out there, man. Like, <laughs> I get Bro, you know what I, I'm saying? I still oh want to see you cool. God. Like, I still want to be cool, man. I'm high and by now, man. I see the little, the little hand up. 
for young sailors. For real? They probably frown up. This old ass dude at my face. I keep it moving, man. Now, I don't even argue with it no more, man. I got it. Yeah, remember? <laughs> yeah, remember the beers on the pier, man. Like we just, just, oh just, my God. just me and yeah. you, just nobody come talk to, watching us. everybody have great times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the war know. room wilding, like yeah, war going room, yeah. crazy. Yeah, man, for sure. Junior, Summers. why do I have a feeling you guys preferred it that way? Like just sit back, people watch, no one approach us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I could see that. Definitely. Yeah, and oh, they definitely. just having fun. They and they like they and they because normally they might approach us like on a ship. Like like we not like, hey, what up, chief? What up, senior? What up? You know. But when they out on liberty having a great time, man, like we just somewhere in the shadows. You know what I'm saying? Like you might get watching <laughs> too. You know. And then I'm I'm yeah. I'm also man. I'm not trying to get drunk no more. And be acting super crazy around a bunch of sellers and saying something. I, I, I when I went to the Christmas party, my wife was like, "Do you know what you said in front of those sellers?" I was like, uh, "No." You know? <laughs> and then I went to then we went to Hawaii. <laughs> we went to Hawaii. I said some more dumb drunk, you know, stuff. And then I was like, "All right, that's it for me. This will never happen again. Mm-hmm. I'm not making this mistake anymore." Yeah. But so since the last time I've seen you, what have you been up to? Oh man. Um, I came back to work for maybe a week or two and then I went on leave for two weeks. Mm. I mm. I just felt like we were, we were, I know we were TV'd and it was a great time, but I just needed to be away. <laughs> yeah. So I went and I traveled, I went to Georgia, saw my goddaughters and then me and my girlfriend went to, um, Nashville, then we came to Memphis, and then we went to New Orleans. And I just got back uh, on Monday, actually. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was a little, it was like too much fun, you know. I I, I go back to my. It, it was. I, I would hit the gym, right? I was in the gym. You know that I was. In the gym. was always at the gym. <laughs> always at the gym. So so, but I would go back to my room after class, right? Soul or Taryn, one of the other. Uh, students she would they would text the, the group chat It'd be like hey we over here studying practicing our speeches <laughs> come over there it's a bottle of it's about two bottles of wine <laughs> some <laughs> some glasses might be a bottle of you know liquor or something but i'm like damn how much studying we about to do over here you know somebody else hey we just gonna somebody else in the text group hey we just gonna grab a quick bite to eat, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> where, where y'all going? Oh, it's a little dive bar, such and such. <laughs> three to three to four drinks. No later. Listen, yeah, we yeah. did no our stuff. we did our best studying on that fire pit. Okay, like <laughs> it, it may not sound like it, but you know you're practicing for a speech. We're all nervous. We all yeah. might know each other, but you're still nervous, you know. So a little a little wine here and there helped, but it only helped when I was practicing because speaking for myself. Like it helped during the practice. It made it a little better in person, but I was definitely still nervous. And I knew these people, you know, that yeah. I was delivering this speech to. It's funny because the I... first couple of times, what up? No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, man. I was just gonna say the first couple of times when it was like, "Hey, we gonna do some team building," uh, you know, we just gonna kind of sync up. I, I would have felt bad <laughs> to not go. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit, I don't want to not team build you know then by like the <laughs> fifth day i'm like all right this team building like i could skip out on this team building you know what i mean what was you about to say david no i was going back to my when i when i was getting ready my speeches and stuff man I, i'm gonna tell you man we, we went out a couple of times we did a little stuff here but man i just remember being in my room the whole 
in front of my mirror trying to practice those speeches, man. Like, that was the whole time I was doing. But I didn't go to bed, man. I'm talking about, I was like, up, oh. like, all through the night. I got that shit down, Pat. Until I, like, got it down. But then still, when I get in there, so, because my thing was, I didn't want to look at the cards too much. I had it all down there, but I wanted to, like, you know, smooth. Yeah. I wanted to, like, switch the cards over without even looking at them, right? <laughs> I get started, man. <laughs> I'm looking down like most yeah. of the freaking time. <laughs> I thought I did all this yeah. practice, <laughs> and I'm still yeah, looking down at you, my cards. You, you, and I was like, fuck, man, whatever. Yeah, you use the cards as a crutch. Yes. You know, the cards become like a crutch. Like, because I, I was looking at my cards a lot too. And it was like mine were my comfort. Mine were comfort. Like you know, like you're not supposed to hold them, yeah, and I to be like clutching them, uh, <laughs> clutching them. Things. I still have them. They're wrinkly. <laughs> you still got them? I'm sure they're somewhere. Sure. I didn't throw them away. Uh, I, I, I'm a hoarder instead of mental value of things. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I'll get rid of them. I'm sure. Yeah, I deleted a lot of my files. Um, you know, I, I just got rid of a lot of stuff already. I still got some stuff, but I delete a lot of my files. Um, but it, it was definitely a great time. Uh, we'll talk more it about it throughout. So I saw this movie yesterday, though. I'm not going to get too much into it, but it was called Prey. Y'all heard of that? The movie Prey? I, I saw, I think, I, is it the one of like where the Predator comes out on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It exists in the Predator universe, yeah. And, yes, I saw the, you know, the trailer, but I've never seen it. It's good. It's good. It just came out yesterday. It take it's like from like seventeen seventeen. It's about like this uh, Native American tribe or whatever, and that's where the you know the predator comes out at. But a part about this movie, hey Damon, you should um, you should watch it. It's action. It's yeah. you know fun. It's good. It's really good movie, right? But it's a part in this movie that pissed me off. Right, the predator <laughs> is looking for is looking for a suitable opponent. Like it's looking for it, it like fights a wolf. Okay. Spoiler alert, sorry. Um, skip this part if you didn't watch it yet. But it fights a wolf, it fights a bear, <laughs> right? It fights a bear, fights a wolf. It's looking for like who gonna put up a good fight, right? But you know, mm-hmm. the predator got like all these advantages. And it cheated in a fight, yo. And not and it made it cheated in a fight against a human, and it just pissed me off. I was done with <laughs> like I lost all respect for the predator. Like, you know, at first I'm like, <laughs> at first I'm like, yo, the predator beast, this, 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 but it cheated in a and it ain't really cheat. It just it has like all these advantages. Like, so if it's like, like unfair advantages. Yeah, you know, because they could go invisible or whatever. So oh, okay. The, 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 one of the warriors was whooping his ass. Like he would have won head up, but predator of course cheated, went invisible, <laughs> caught him from behind. Like it just, like, oh, yeah. Like, yo, you cheat. Like you went invisible on him. Like, come on. Man. Oh man. But yeah, it, 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 it was a decent movie, mm. but all right. So speaking of like, uh, predators, uh, Oh, I, I always love my. That's segues. a weird segue. Yeah, I always yeah. love my segways, man. Good segue, yeah, segue king, man. Um, speaking of predators, are we concerned about monkey? Yeah, pops? I am. I am, I, and I'm gonna tell you my concern. Should we be. Yeah, yeah. I think it's real. I, I'm most definitely concerned, sure. man. Like, like pretty much, you know, I got kids and young kids, and they read all this stuff, right? So they very like, dude. They are like, they know everything about this monkey pops. Like, my my daughter's a senior. And my son is going to be a freshman. They, they they like reading this stuff. Uh, so now I'm in a, I'm in a spot right now, man. When I feel anything on my body, I'm looking at it. You know what I mean? Like and then he bringing stuff to us. Look, got me looking at it. So that's concerning yeah. to me, man. Because I'm like, no crap, man. I see something. I'm feeling it. 
You know what I mean? I'm like, I guess it's supposed to start off like a rash or something. I'm making sure it ain't no rash. And I'm making sure it ain't this, it ain't that. So I think it's concerning, man. Like, you know, then you got the news, of course, making it, you know, uh, emergency and all that type of stuff. So yeah, it's very concerning, man. Then they got these pictures, man. Whew. This look horrible, man. It looks horrible. So mm-hmm. it's most definitely a concerning, but you know how we are. It ain't it ain't too concerned till we know somebody has it. <laughs> when somebody you know get it, oh, it's a wrap there, man. Like I really don't know it's the real deal now. Yeah. What about you, sir? Yeah. I so I'm not as scared in the sense of like being so living in fear in a sense, just because I was just talking to a sailor. She was talking about monkeypox and how she's like deadly afraid. And I go, and this is my opinion, right? I'm like, COVID is the flu. Like it's just a different strand of the flu. Monkeypox is like chickenpox. It's just a different strand of, you know, the same similar virus. Um, And I would have to do more research and get more educated on it. But I don't know, man, like I'm tired of living in fear. We lived in fear for so long with COVID, monkeypox. If there's a vaccine, I'll get it. And hopefully I don't get it. Um, but you, like you said, and it, that is very real, right? Like I don't have kids, so I don't have that fear that my kid might bring it because apparently kids are getting more affected by it and there is no vaccine approved for children yet. So I would be more concerned if I had kids. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I guess I know it's real. I, I validate that it's real. I accept it, but I'm not going to live in fear about it. Yeah. You know what I did fear though? Um, the murder, what? the murder hornets. Like when they, when they said, <laughs> <laughs> when they said that those like two. Did you ever see one for real though? Hell no, nah. Like, nah. Like, like, nah. That was a good like, Photoshop, man. They can stay where they at. They can stay where they at. But when they said the, the one and a half inch hornets was about to be flying through my neighborhood, like, yo, you gonna have to write oh. me up. You gonna have to like put it on yeah, paper. I ain't, in. I ain't coming to work, man. <laughs> I ain't about to go yeah. outside, especially I don't have a garage. <laughs> like, like, imagine that six in the morning getting slapped up by some murder hoarders on your way out, man. It's not happening. And when I saw what they was doing to like colonies of bees, nah, yo, it's, mm. it's not happening. Yeah. Um, but monkeypox, um, I don't, I don't know yet. You know, I'm still kind of getting information. And then there's some information that's different than others. Like it's some information that said it's a, it's like more like a STD. Um, I read, uh, information about it being an STD and how it, like how it's actually transferred through, you know, sexual, how it could be transferred through some sexual contact. Uh, mm-hmm. and then it actually, it actually said like something I, I read said male to male sexual contact. Um, yeah. Something I said, read said that you don't always break out in a rash. Um, yeah. Something I said, read said it, it goes to like your genital areas or whatever. Um, and then it was uh, like not that many yeah. cases where it was deadly or whatever. I think 500 people right. died so far uh, from it or whatever. Um, so, I mean, as of right now, I'm kind of just, I, I, but I see, I think New York went into a state of emergency. I think yeah. Cali went into a California. state of emergency. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, Biden said it's a health emergency or whatever. But so you live in Cali. Do you, well, you don't live in Cali now. You got family in Cali, right? So, me, yes. Mm-hmm. So, what does that mean? Like, are they, like, does that mean anything? Are they staying? No, home? not yet. Yeah. No, not yet. Just, 
living. So it's just awareness level, yeah. kind of like a like a, a HP yeah. kind. Ain't that change? Ain't that ain't no rules or anything out there up in place? So it, no, from what I read though, the declaring declaring the state a state of emergency just allowed for federal funding to be allocated into like. For, um, you know, buying more vaccinations. Uh, it's funny that you said the whole like mail on mail and all that stuff, right? Like it's a speculation. I don't believe it's true. Yeah. Um, just my opinion. Uh, but in Philadelphia, they're allowing for like anyone who's part of the LGBTQ community to go and get the vaccine for free right now. And so like a lot of people are going and just getting it. I just know because my cousin went and got the shot. Um, she said she didn't feel anything crazy, no side effects. Uh, but yeah, I mean, some states are moving that way, right? Like because it is presumed to be a reason why it's um, being transmitted. But online, dude, if you just like go online and start, so you know, even shit. TikTok or or you know, Instagram Reels, and you start seeing people who actually have the uh, like any rash or like monkeypox on their body, mm-hmm. they show you it's like starts wherever it starts it spreads anywhere like it could spread like the chickenpox all over your body yeah. from what i've seen I heard it um and it's more than just yeah and it's more than just sexual contact like apparently it's airborne as well so yeah. it's just i don't know we just don't know enough about it yet for me to be in fear or live in fear yeah it's like a whole lot of different information and we yeah. saw how that we saw how that worked with covid like it's like covid like, yeah it's like COVID, like, yo, what yeah, killed yeah, me definitely. and still kills me about COVID is, like, that you don't wear your mask at a restaurant. Like, that just, that just burns me up. Like, like I got my mask on outside, you know, then I go to a restaurant in, like, close proximity to a whole bunch of people and I can just take my mask off. Like, I just can't catch COVID just because I'm eating food. Like, that, that just always, like, burns me up, man. But it is what it is. Um, I don't, I choose not to, like... Uh, live in fear for any of these things actually um there's not too much that's going kind of you know get me i'm gonna be the dude that <laughs> still trying to hold up in my apartment if it was a zombie apocalypse or whatever like, I'm, still <laughs> trying, I'm still trying to hold up i got the cans of campbells or something so we're stashed away man we gonna wait it out <laughs> you know wait it out you know Stop what i mean it. yeah that reminds sure. me that reminds me, I was just at dinner with my friends a couple of weeks ago and the waiter goes, just, we were all having just random topics, right? And she goes, let me ask you guys a question. Cause we asked her what her superpower would be if she had one. And she goes, if you could choose between a, a zombie apocalypse or being attacked by like a bunch of robots, which one would you pick? Mm. I said robots, but what would you pick? Um, I would probably pick the robots why um because they got i think they got different ways to kill you so i feel like a robot like i know what's gonna happen at a zombie apocalypse i'm gonna be <laughs> nibbled and nibbled on until eventually they tear something in my neck or something and then i finally you know die but with a robot it's like they could just laser me like they might like, just, get it over you fast know, cut something real fast, <laughs> clean cut. Like, yeah, they figure it out. Like, I, I, I you know, I kind of don't know what's coming or whatever. So, yeah, that's why I picked. Okay. Uh, that's why I pick. Uh, what did I pick? I picked uh, robots, right? Yeah, robots. Yeah. Robot. Yeah, that's what, what would you pick? I, I'll probably pick the zombies. And the reason why I picked the zombies, because I got to, I, I possibly can get away. You know what I mean? They, they may not be as fast. So 
And I'm, you know, I'm making, I'm making the way. Now the deadly side of you, right, Dumbo? Like, you know, robots real quick, but you know, you can get get your ass ate up if you're a zombie. But I feel like I can get away, man. I thought the same. You know I, mean? I, I got a possibility. Robots, you done, man. Robots, you ain't winning. I thought as you, <laughs> Listen, I thought you have to die though. I thought that's what we picking. Like, what kills it, you? It's in no, it's an it's an apocalypse regardless. No, it's just which apocalypse would you would you? Oh, zombies, rather, right? zombies then. Really? Yeah, yeah zombies for sure. You, yeah. It's so and it's so funny. I don't think it has anything to do with genders, but like in the table, there was two males and two females, right? The two females said robots. The two males said zombies. And then they asked us why we picked zombies. I'm like, I don't know, because like find the off button. Like, you know, we were just like saying yeah. stuff like Magnus that. And like, and have... <laughs> Magnus right. and water guns. Magnus and water guns. We was over. <laughs> and then the guys were like, No, but have you not seen I robot or I am robot? Like they're so intelligent that they can become you. You don't even know what's going on. Technology's so great. And I was like, I guess you're right. I, I don't know. I think when I think <laughs> zombies i think being attacked and having to live in that fear and with the robot i'm like oh you're a machine like it's not that bad yeah, i'm fine I'm a, your battery gonna run out eventually right like, <laughs> yeah yeah nah, definitely i just think it's a funny question to ask to see how people's brains work like oh why would you pick that yeah i can if i can see you though david getting like you know after you after the zombies do get you like just linger just lingering around to just lingering around your house like just like, <laughs> like <laughs> Your family, like, yo, <laughs> Mark, like, you know, Mark, like, yo, we're gonna have to take him down. Like, we're gonna have to take him down. <laughs> you, just, you, you know oh, how they be man. sounding, man. They'll be tired of the battle. They'll be tired of the battle. Oh, man, yo, that is crazy. Hey, so, uh, question, question, question for you. Uh, why are you still in? What's keeping you in the Navy? Me? Yeah. Hmm, I. So most recently, because of SCA, I just feel fired up. I'm like, I'm ready for this. You know, I before that, it was more just security. And I actually just did a survey with the Navy about this. Uh, I don't know if you guys got the survey, but um, it asked that question. It told you to rank from one to five while you're in. And my number one was retirement benefits. My number two was... Um, job stability. My number three, I want to say was camaraderie. And my number four was health benefits. And I can't remember what number five was, but that's really why I'm in right now. Um, I think a part of me feels as though if I was to get out right now, I'd be behind my peers in the sense that I don't have a degree Mm -hmm. in what I want to do outside of the military. Um, but that's, that's why I'm in. Um, and most recently, I think I just have this like fire inside of me where I have the energy again to be like, I want to lead. I want to mentor sailors. I want to do great things. Mm. So I still got it. Cause everyone I've talked to recently that's about to retire. They're like, you'll know, like, it's just, you just kind of feel it when you're, you're ready to get out. Yeah, for sure. And I don't feel that yet. All right, so so one of one of my earliest uh, like kind of like things that I remember about you that stood out is when we were in class one day and a conversation came up with the word weak. I think it was weak. It was was it soft? Or soft. Weak? It was soft. soft. I already yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> soft. Uh, so so like the sellers. You know, can you talk about that conversation? What were we talking about? Like the sellers of this generation being soft or something like that? It was something along the lines of 
of that. I mean, it was a topic that was brought up plenty of times while we were there. Yeah, yeah. Even before, yep. Yeah, so, and it goes back to what we talked about earlier when you were talking about that, you know, person to help at the airport. Um, I just hate the word soft because soft is like matter can be soft, you know, like things can be soft, but like a person, I don't know. It just really bothered me that way. That's why I said what I said, but I I don't know. I I think it's a, when we are saying that somebody is soft, we're assuming that they're not capable. And sometimes, and I'll use what we talked about earlier. It's a lack of leadership communication. And then sometimes when you think about it that way, you realize that as a leader, you're not doing them and adjust, like you're doing an injustice to them and then just writing them off as soft, right? Like go do this. Oh, they couldn't do it. Oh, they're soft. Or I don't know. That's why I don't like it. It's because things can be soft, but a person can't be like, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, well, of course, I wasn't there in that conversation, but I've probably been on the, on, on your side on this, right? Because I look at soft being derogatory. I look, mm-hmm. I feel like if if I want to get into it with Dumbo, and I'm saying, man, you soft, Dumbo, get out of here. That's the I'm saying that for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm saying that to get under your skin, yeah. right? I'm saying that to you know, like like that. So I don't necessarily. I mean, we use that term all the time, but when all I use time. it, I'm using it. I'm using it in a way to say, <laughs> you soft dude, get up out of here. You know what I mean? Type type deal. So I'm using it in a different form every time I use it. So right. I wouldn't say a generation, as, you know, is soft. I mean, I don't think that's the way to use it. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's crazy. And I think that, so that's the way we were, it was being utilized. It's like, oh, this new generation of sailors is soft. But as we were being educated on the different generations, at one point, boomers looked at us as soft. You know, and it was just because they were reluctant to to our changes. Like we brought the internet, we brought we started off technology, or it came with our generation, right? And it's part of who we are. And so it's like, oh, you're lazy. Well, no, I just have access to information, and it's faster than. Sorry that I'm not suffering. You know what I mean? I hate that. And so, yeah, I I agree with that, and I think that's the best way to put it. Is um it's derogatory. I don't like it. And there's many other ways to, I, I'm whatever the problem is and why you're calling somebody soft. There's probably many other ways to identify their actions or what they're lacking and maybe even reflect it on yourself and say, I'm not providing this for them either. Yeah. I think, I think that, uh, we can't, my thoughts on that is like, we can't control evolution. Like you can't control how things evolve, like, but they do evolve. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So um, things change. They get um, for anything to deal with whatever the climate is, they get better. Right. So like, mm-hmm. like people, right. In different climates, like we've known this forever, like they bodies form to deal with whatever the climate was at that time. So whatever any kind of climate is like, uh, you know, I think things evolve and the best thing you could do is be on the side of it you know, be on the right side of it, meaning that you kind of at least being cognizant of like the evolution. Uh, you might not be about it all, but at least be cognizant of the evolution so you can understand, you know, your place. Acceptance does not mean agreement. Yeah. 
But if you're willing to accept, right? And that's what I always tell people. Like, I don't ask for you to agree with everything that anyone does, but be open-minded. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, man, that just opened up some stuff. When you when you like be open minded, is also adapting. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yes, you gotta yes, adapt to stuff, man. Like you can't just be like, no, no, we not doing yeah. it like that. No, P- young people may have a better way of doing things than you. So I'm always open to, it. and I always tell sailors all the time, if you do it safely, I'm good with it. As long as we ain't breaking that, as long as we ain't hurting nobody, and you do it effectively, go do it. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. care because you. And, and I used to be like that, though. I used to be like, I did it like this. <laughs> you need to yeah. do it like that. But, you know, over time, you know, I, I learned. You know what I mean? I adapted, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and that's why, again, it's like you you can always go back to, oh, well, you're soft. Never mind. Do it my, you're, you don't know how to do it my way. You're soft. Da, 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 da. But now, like, be open-minded. They might have a, a better idea. And be humble enough to accept that somebody might know how to do it better. Yeah. Like in a, or, or technology, like maybe they're better at technology than you are. What yeah, are you going to say? Oh, I'm a senior chief. It doesn't matter that you know how to do it that way. You know, like, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> I remember, hey, I remember this young sailor told me I, when I was, I was saying this before, when I was a DC one, I was saying this stuff to him and he told me that, well, seeing you pretty much saying that when you got to the door, you broke it down. And when I got to the door, I just opened it. You know, you know oh. what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like I broke the door down, but I, I got in there the same way. I just opened the door up. Yeah. You know oh. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, when you think about it, that's, just, that's what's happening. You know what I mean? I I'm telling that. him, go in there hard charging and, and knock the door down and, and, and put the holes on and fire. He just, and eventually yeah. it yeah. becomes that way you know what i mean and that's what i mean by just getting on the right side like you you like the last row like i'm the last roadblock like 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 i would hate to be that person that's just the last person that's stopping people from you know evolving or whatever like hold on like let's just do it my way for another five years like and they now they just waiting uh-huh. for you to die out or whatever like that and <laughs> we talked about that when we talked about you know the one about dinosaurs but like i would hate just to be that kind of person bro you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah what you got damon i know you got something for us man well i got this little little story i don't know if you guys heard anything like this before man so i'm at a command where um which i mean i am getting a master chief um and next week right but we haven't had a master chief for a little while right so you know the the chief you know, evals and stuff coming up, chiefs and senior chief evals coming up. So we're not going to, they having a ranking, they had a ranking board this week. And we don't, we didn't have master chiefs representation for all the senior chiefs. Mm-hmm. The senior chiefs ranked the chiefs, mm-hmm. master chief ranked the senior chiefs, right? So uh, we didn't have no representation. So um, I go in there and I talk to my A costume about it. And I was like, um, so this is how they, how we going to do it. So I just, that's all we had, all the conversation was, this is how we going to do it. I'm going to send all the senior chiefs information over to the master chiefs when they had a board. So they got all our stuff, blah, blah, blah. That was it. So a little the next day, um, I hear, I overhear this conversation about um, them using a warrant officer mm. for the representation for the chiefs. So time I hear it, here go my ears perk up. I look outside my little cubicle, like, what are they talking about? So time, it, it, do this, that, the, uh, the deputy, ACOS come around to me. So he asked me, how did I feel about it? And time he asked me, I was like, hell no. 
I said, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. I said, I've been in the Navy 24 years. I never heard a warrant officer being in a board with the, you think he's going to vote in, the, in that board? He's not going to vote on anything up in there. You know, so long story short, I was going to ask you guys, have you guys ever seen where a warrant was in a board with the chiefs and had a vote and had a, and, and, and did all that? I know everybody always say, well, chief in front of the, whatever. Whatever, ain't no. I don't. I never seen a warrant officer in there or ever done it. So also to the world, if you guys ever seen that, please holler us. Put in the comments, man. I never seen that before. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Mm-hmm. But I do have a question though. Was the warrant officer there to represent a chief or a senior chief that was there in his his or her department? No, they was there just overall because my whole encode, right? So all of all the senior chiefs, he was going to go to the board. To represent for, I guess to you know talk about us he, at the board. he was gonna play the master chief. He was gonna play the yeah. Master he was gonna play the master chief role, role. Yeah. for your the, code. Yeah, for my for my code because we didn't have a master chief. Yeah, you the you you're the SEL right? Yeah, I mean, you're a yeah. senior chief, so it's like yeah. a conflict. Of yeah, I'm a senior chief, so I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it was just like I mean, it was just I just never saw it before, and I thought. You know how we are too, man. And I think it's, it would have been more of a black eye than freaking anything. I can see. And then when I went, look, then we had the we had a meeting, and dude, <laughs> you know, they cl- clown about it. Man, you got want to call which I which which they was messing with me or whatever. But I yeah. knew that was that was a that could happen too, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Man. I don't know. I think it, it was a creative solution to a problem. Yeah, yeah. But I, also and I don't know what the other that phone call. Oh, no, go ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I said before he made that phone call, he should have talked to me too, right? Yes, I agree you know with what that. I mean? like, for sure. <laughs> before he made that. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I don't know. I guess probably a couple warrant officers out there that think that that was a cool idea. I, I, I don't. I don't think that that was a good idea. Um, yeah. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I don't think it's. I mean, like a C, a chief, it's chief in front of CEO. You know what I'm saying? Where you get random chief executive officers to go to go rank no nobody. It's chief in front of a lot of uh, a lot of different um, you know stuff. But yeah. that don't mean Titles. that they mm-hmm. you know yeah that don't mean that they go set. And then I know warrant officers previously enlisted and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I don't think so. I think the master chiefs could take care of it. You know, without yeah, most definitely, it should be done in a way that the master chief should be able to. It, it should be fair and done. I and mean, then I know we know that this sh- it don't be fair. You know what I'm saying? But it should be fair and done in a way that the master chief should get all that information and be able to sit down and rank them. They should not need warrant. You know, and then I know we didn't got. That's- I know we didn't got officers. We didn't got officers into these boards though. These uh, no, ahead, selection man. boards and shit like that. That kind of like you know what I'm saying. So. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we might need some officers in there just to make sure we doing what we supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's why. I'm, that's why I'm saying. Like, I, I, I think it was a creative solution because, from what I'm hearing, there is no master chief there, and maybe it was a time thing. We don't want to hold off the ranking yeah. board. We don't want to delay the evals. He was representing the entire department. Now, I think now, the now, question would be, is, do you believe that he, he or she is competent enough or believes in you all enough to want to fight for you in the board? That's the, that's the, the part that is kind of there, right? Like, I don't know. Well, mm. another, another take on this is we are not the only encode that a master chief, right? For one. Mm, okay. And then, mm-hmm. and then the other side of it is that's why the CMC there. 
You know what I mean? To make sure it's fair and to make sure it's, you know, everything is going the way it's supposed to be. This Master Chief ain't going to be like, oh, we finna get all the EPs because they ain't got a representation. No, CMC better be, you know, in there and say, right. okay, we're going to read everybody's stuff. We're going to find out who's the But we did have that office to those, fit. Yeah. you know, best fit. Yeah. selection boss. <laughs> 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 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. you come back yeah, to that. Man. We did. Hey, that's a fact, though. I mean, hey, yeah, you you are totally correct. No. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, you know, man. Speaking yeah. on uh, rushing a process, uh, the commissary home delivery test. <laughs> Hit, uh, so <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, these segues, man. The know, king of segues. The like, king of segues. Like, all right, we gonna really do this, man. Like you know, like I ain't, I haven't made any declarations in the military podcast world since we started. <laughs> but I'm gonna declare myself the king of segues, man. Somebody come holler king at me if you think you got better segue than we come talk. Yeah, to me, and we and, and and I'm uh, crowning him too. I'm crowning him too. I'm crowning him too. <laughs> Segway King. Segway. He said, I second that notion. Yeah, man. Speaking of notions being seconded, the commissary. <laughs> nah, so, hey, so what y'all think about this doorstop, uh, doorstop delivery pilot uh, program? So, you know, we talking about evolution, right? We did actually, damn, that's a segue in a segue in a segue right there. But we were talking about evolution, right? Um, and we got things like uh like Uber Eats or like uh more so what's the shot what's the one where you could get uh things from like uh the market? What's the name of that app? Yeah. Y'all know? Oh, I got it. Instacart, Instacart, right? So Instacart is one of those apps where you yes. could get like um different grocery stores and stuff like that. The commissary now has a uh an app, right? We also talked about monkeypox earlier, right? And maybe being stuck inside the house. But um, they got a doorstop delivery pilot program that is uh, it's a part of the click to go service. So click to go would have been like you know you go into a commissary and then you um, well you don't go in you go to the parking lot and they bring your stuff out right. So in addition to that, now they added the delivery test, and that's like you order what you want, and instead of getting curbside pickup, they deliver it to your house. And I think it's cool because I never lived close enough to a commissary to really benefit from the prices and stuff like that. So now mm-hmm. if you're in a 20 mile radius, you could, you know, get something delivered to you. So I actually think it's, I actually think it's cool. And they saying that the pilot program tests are a hit so far, but what's y'all's opinion on that? I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, personally going to the exchanges or the commissary is daunting sometimes because I just got off of work. I'm in uniform and I'm going to walk into a building full of military members. Not that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm the only person that feels that way, but sometimes like, I just want to go grocery shopping. Yeah. I don't want to run into somebody and chop it up about work. Right. Yeah. I'm in a rush. It sounds rude or you, you know, whatever. So I appreciate it. I appreciate the uh, convenience of it. And then from what I was reading, it's like a $4 fee to get it dropped off at your house. Easy That's day. cheaper than gas. Yeah. That's cheaper than yep. gas. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cheaper than Instacart. That plus a tip is still cheaper than gas. Yeah. Yep. I'm still just wondering who's dropping it off, though. Is it just regular people that sign up for the yeah. program, dropping it off? I think it would be a cool second job for, like, a young sailor that's wanting to get some extra money or whatever, like um soldier or something like that. So I don't know who's dropping it off, but... uh 
Yeah. What's your, what's your thoughts on it, Damon? Yeah, man. Um, I got one. Well, I got two things about it. One, it's a good, great idea, right? Great idea. Uh, but I don't stay 20 miles now, so I'm gonna be a little upset about that, man. I stay in Temecula, so you know, I don't. I'm not in that 20 mile uh, radius. But yeah, positive thing about it, I've been in 24 years, and I read on here it said about that. You know, 100% disability, retirees, you know, metal arm, purple oh, heart, all this good stuff. And I know I'm, I'm finna be there real soon, right? So that's gonna be, yeah. that's gonna be one of the, you know, great benefits from it, man. And, uh, but man, this, and it's like, we, we've been talking about this the whole time, man. This is what we going to though, man. This is what the world's going to. This is change. Evolution, this is change, yes. And this is mm-hmm. happening, man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but one thing we do know about the Navy, we are the last ones to do everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So we are coming though. We slowly, but we are we're getting there, right? We're getting there. So yeah. I think it's a great idea, man. Great. Yeah, man. They just added uh <laughs> they just added the uh chip scanners at the exchange on my base, man. They just added the uh, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, they just added we, them. We still like, don't have it. We still don't have it in places yeah. in San Diego, man. Base. Still don't hey, have it. Bro. Bro, they had to put signs up like, "Hey, be patient with us as we got transitioning from." <laughs> you know, now you got like, you know what's what's up. You know what's funny though, as you're saying that, I'm sitting here thinking like, "Wait, we we have the tap thing, like we we can tap." Yeah, we ain't, you're yeah. just getting chipped now. No, nah, they, so they just added the tap thing too. So they just added. Oh, okay, okay. They just added like everything, right? But it's still like it's still probably like three years behind because. You know, if I go to like a restaurant, a, a store right now, like a grocery store right now, and then I just scan the Apple Watch, that's it, and I'm gone. Like now, not at not at the exchange. It's like, are you sure? Okay, you need to sign us. Like, yo, that's too much, man. Yeah, but we get. You know, there. speaking of the, you know, the the technology of money, it blows my mind. I used to personally, I used to not have Apple Pay until maybe. A year ago. Yeah. Because I just didn't believe in it. I was like, what? No, that's weird. Why would I have my debit card attached to my phone? Like people steal phones all the time. Like, and that was me, you know, anchoring on my thoughts yeah. and not wanting to evolve. And now I walk into a store. If they don't have Apple Pay, I'm like, why am I even shopping here? Right. That is my wife right there, man. Like she, she, if she ain't tapping that thing, she'd be like, What's going on with her? And she'd like sit yeah. there and be like, like if it don't work, she'd sit there and be asking like, why it don't work? Like, why is this like not right or whatever? Me, I'm still old. I haven't not even adapted all that yet either though. Some of it maybe, but I haven't adapted all of it yet. As some people that's- Now, let me ask you why. Like, what are you uncomfortable about it? Really, to tell you the truth, it's not that I'm uncomfortable. It's more about what I'm used to. I'm used to putting oh. it in, the, putting it in, used to swipe. I'm just so used to it. Um, but I am coming along though. I, I am going to adapt though. There's no doubt about that. I'm adapting just a little bit slower than others. <laughs> so, I'll be seeing people. Yeah. yeah. I see people carry money around and I'll be like, yo, what you doing? I was going to say, we had a guy in <laughs> SEA who only carried cash. Oh. We were like, Hey bro, let me Venmo you. And they're like, no, we don't, I don't have do Venmo. That. Just you, you're good. That's the person that's going to survive the zombie apocalypse. That one yeah. person. Like, that shit up on this like, mattress like, and yeah, shit. Yeah. I ain't seen money out from the week. so long. Money from the week. You know what I'm saying? He, he got he getting it out of this freaking envelope on his mattress and shit for the week. And it's crazy because like you wound up needing them for something. Like, like, yeah. you know, we was out yeah. somewhere and it was a cover to get in the club. 
Damn. You know, and it wasn't really a cover, but we we were like the old dudes or whatever. So they like, yo, if y'all give us X amount of money a piece, we let y'all in through the Stop back. Stop it. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that was an SCA. And um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he had cash. He was the dude who they just knew somebody in our group had cash. Like we are older mm-hmm. people or whatever. The old heads. Yeah, they, they, you know, they got us in. They got us in, yo. I still think someday at some point we need to make like a wristwatch or something that we could give to like all homeless people so that we could just Apple pay Apple pay them money or just uh mm. what is it, A2P, whatever, or chip to chip them some money. It's funny whatever. you say that, Damo. It's so funny you say that because let me tell you, my girlfriend the other day texted me and she goes, You're not gonna believe what happened. And I said, What happened? She goes, I was leaving the the Walmart, I was in the parking lot. And this man comes up to me and says, hey, you got some spare cash. And I told him, sorry, I don't have any cash. He goes, all right, well, can you Venmo me? <laughs> he had a cell phone? Uh, email, an email or something? Man, I he had a cell phone. I don't know. I need your money but that's to pay what I'm the saying. bill. Like, I need your money to pay the to bill. Your like, point, to your point, you said, oh, we got to get our homeless uh, watch. Like, yeah. It's already it's happening. happening. Yeah. People are hustling money yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it's okay. You don't got no spare cash. Dude, I don't even know how to react to that, though. I don't even know how. I'll be like, hmm. the, the signs, the signs now are going to oh. be one of those. Uh, QR codes. Digital. Yeah. QR, QR codes. Yeah. That's what we going to, man. It's crazy. We're going to pass by the car and just hit them. You know what I mean? Just hit yeah. them. You're good, though. You're good, though, because you, you only carry cash. You're like, sorry, no technology. Yeah, I just got I cash. Got cash <laughs> sorry, bro. I, I got cash. <laughs> sorry. That's crazy. I don't have a phone. Yeah, I, like, just the rich. It's getting harder and harder to say no I now. Know. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Yeah. And that's better for them. I, I was thinking, like, they were going to get left behind. So that's that's kind of better for them. So that's cool. Um, speaking of nobody being left behind, um, I want to talk a little bit about Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Come on, yo! Come on. That, that's the last one I'm gonna do today. No more segues after this. But um, so we 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 normally do a hero of the week, right? So so in our hero of the week, we normally talk about like a Medal of Honor winner or somebody who did something for uh, the military. And I was I was thinking about who I was gonna do this week, and I knew I wanted to do a woman, uh, because we said we were gonna do more women, and we have a a, a lady guest today, so why not? Um, do hero of the week as as a woman, right? And um, then as I'm looking for and I'm looking through it, I'm seeing that Harriet Tubman actually like it's things about her that I don't know, and there's a lot of things about Harriet Tubman that I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing that she she played a major part in a civil war, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I did not know that. So I'm gonna read like a little bit of these, like a little some excerpts from this uh, article about her. Um, as our hero of the week. So our hero of the week this week is uh, Harriet Tubman. Um, so it says, um, they called her Moses for leading enslaved people in the South to freedom up North. But Harriet Tubman fought the institution of slavery well beyond her role as a conductor for the Underground Railroad. Railroad, A soldier and spy for the Union Army during the Civil War, Tubman became the first woman to lead an armed military operation in the United States and what is known as the Com- Combahee Ferry Road, and please forgive me, Comahe Ferry Road, please forgive me if I said that wrong both times. Um, but it says Tubman becomes military leader. For months, Tubman worked as a laundress, opening a wash house, and serving as a nurse until she was given orders to form a spy ring. Tubman had proven herself invaluable at ga- uh, gathering clandestine information, forming allies, and avoiding capture as she led the Underground Railroad. In her new role, Tubman assigned 
leadership, a secret, assumed leadership of a secret military mission in South Carolina's low country. Right. Um, uh, a couple more little things. Uh, first and foremost, our priorities would be to defeat and destroy the system of slavery and in doing so to definitely defeat the Confederacy. She partnered with Colonel James Montgomery, an abolitionist who commanded the second South Carolina Volunteers, a black regime. Together, they planned a raid along the Combahee River to rescue enslaved people, recruit freedmen into the Union Army, and obliterate some of the wealthiest rice plantations in the region. Um, they did overnight raids, uh, launched from the river. Um, uh, she was fearless. She was courageous. She had a sensibility. She could get black people to trust her. And the union officers knew that they were not trusted by the local people. Um, the last thing I'll read is it says Tupman, who was illiterate, couldn't write down any intelligence she gathered. Instead, she committed everything to memory, guiding the ships towards strategic points near the shore where free and slaves were waiting and Confederate property could be destroyed, all while leading the steamers away from known torpedoes. They needed to take gunboats up the river. They could have been blown up if they hadn't had her intelligence. So she was doing a whole lot. She didn't get paid for this either. So she was recognized as- I know, I, I read that, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's like, man, like I, I honestly didn't know any of that uh, about her. It's, I knew her Underground Railroad, I knew stuff like that, but I didn't know about her contributions to the like military, you know what I'm saying, to the union. So. Right. Um, that, that there, it just, it's just another, like, like, uh, I would say notch under a belt or something like that, but this is another great thing done by like a great person. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we was talking about money earlier and I know they talked about putting her on a 20 before and, um, I was all for that. Like, and then, um, I, it, it kind of went away. It kind of, that talk kind of withered away, but I would have had some twenties on me if, if, uh, Harriet Tubman was on right. So. I mean, but that 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 was just that was just a good read, um, and I you know I urge anybody to go look that up if you, um, you know, got any interest in that. But that was that was a good read, man. I'm you know that was pretty cool from Harry Tubman. It was, it was. I was uh, actually watching a few videos about her also, just because, like you said, snippets of knowing the fact that she didn't get paid. Yeah, like people don't might not know that. Not only that, like she escaped. And then came back and freed other people and like paved the way. Right. And then something else that I, I thought was interesting was certain techniques that she utilized, like songs that were being sang. She would sing them at different beats to notify people of danger. So like whoever she was leading would know if there was danger coming up, if the song was sang, being sang a certain way or like, because she was a nurse, she was able to give um, like herbs to the babies for them to sleep while they were traveling so that they wouldn't get caught. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was just, you know, you know what I think about every time we even talk about, you know, we're, we're not like, you know, trying to build up on, on Harriet Tubman. Her resume speaks for itself. Um, but what I like to, to add to it, man, is the word selfless. I mean, everything we know about her mm-hmm. and everything she have done has been selfless. You know what I mean? From like, she's never, it's never Absolutely. about her. It's always about what she's doing for other people. And then for the union and and, and getting her, man, think about how many people she done brung through the river. Why not use Tug man, as a spy? You know what I mean? Look, I mean, she, she done done so much and without getting captured, getting information and doing all this stuff. Why not be the perfect person to, to help out in, in, in what she was doing right there? Um, but yeah, man, selfless is, is, is the word I use, man, with her, man. Like, like all the time, when every time I'm, I'm listening to people, 
whatever story, it's never about her. <laughs> ne- never her, about her. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff, man. But, Good read, like you, you said. You know, what I think is cool about her and some of these other like really good, like real great leaders is like, man, I appreciate this the most, but it's like, yo, anywhere they went, they was leading. Like it wasn't like, okay, underground, you know, railroad, that was one thing. All right. Now let's put her in the military. She did the same thing. You know what I mean? Let's put it with, with this regime. She did. All right. She did the same thing or whatever like that, you know, um, and kind of off Harriet, but I was reading a, a book about, uh, Steve, like about like a bunch of different leaders and Steve Jobs was in there. Right. And it was, it was no matter what he did, he was reinventing the wheel somewhere else. Like, all right, like, all right, let's make a laptop. All right. We're going to reinvent the wheel here. It actually happened. Right. All right. Let's make like an MP3 player. We're going to reinvent the wheel here. It actually happened. All right. Let's try to do a phone. Um, all right. We're going to try to change the world. We actually changed the world again. So I like that when you could just like, no matter what you throw at, like this leader, they going to do some world changing um, type stuff and just make an impact. And that's what Harriet, you know, did like, all right, put me over. Here. It wasn't like, yo, Harriet was great at underground railroad and leading slaves out and going back. But when we threw in the army, you know, she was normal. Nah, she, she was a leader there too. She Take went and she charge. did her thing. Yeah. She went and she did her thing mm-hmm. too. Um, on a somber note, um, on a somber note, uh, it says Navy identifies Arlie Burkseller who died falling overboard in Baltic Sea. Um, so let me get his name real quick. Seaman recruit David L. Spearman. So rest in peace, prayers to the family of Seaman recruit David L. Spearman from North Carolina. He died uh, from falling overboard, USS Arlie Burke. Uh, this is, you know, Let's keep in mind, this is August. He got to the ship in April, his first ship. First tour of duty, first ship. Got to the ship in April. So April to August. Um, I don't, most likely not even in the Navy for a year, right? Um, died falling overboard into the Baltic Sea on August 1st. Um, Swedish, German navies, U.S. Air Force, and Arleigh Burke all contributed to significant efforts to find a young sailor. Again, prayers to his family. The military... Man, we got to, like, these younger these younger um, sellers that uh, join are still choosing to join the military because we talk about, like, a lot of times, sellers and soldiers, but we talk about a lot of times, like, a lot of people are not joining, right? We got to salute these young mm-hmm. people that are still choosing to join and, and understanding that this is dangerous as hell. This dangerous as hell. Like I said, he probably wasn't on a ship. He, I'm sure he wasn't on a ship. Uh, well, I'm sure... Sh- I'm almost sure he wasn't in the Navy yet for a year, uh, David David Spearman. You know what I'm saying? So imagine that. Imagine, you know, being a family. You got a a child who just joined, you know, recently, right? Imagine being a family of a seller and in five months, you know what I'm saying? You you done lost your your seller, lost your family member. That's tough, man. It's tough, tough. Like, you send your... I mean, in thinking from like a family standpoint, man, you send your son off to the Navy, you know, he's going to be taken care of. You ain't got to worry about him no more. Mm-hmm. He's good to go. And then all of a sudden you get that phone call. It's got to be devastating for a family, man. Like there's no way around it. Not being devastated. Um, did they find, I, I was reading like, did they, did they find the body? I thought, I thought it was a search, but I didn't see where it says they like actually like uh, found him. That's even like more difficult, man. Yeah. I didn't see that either. Mm-hmm. I, I just know that they said he they identified so you know 
It just says, I, I'll read it, kind of. The Navy identified the seller assigned to the guided missile destroyer Arleigh Burke, who died falling overboard into the Baltic Sea on August 1st. Um, he joined in April after wrapping up training at Surface Warfare School in uh, Great Lakes. Um, it just says no additional details were available. Okay. So he was identified, but that could be through, not, not yeah. to make any assumptions, right? But that could be through a muster, like like knowing that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, uh, he, He's missing. Yeah. Or that could be, you know, yeah. that they have. So we don't know if somebody yeah. knows more than that. Yeah, I think I was just reading with it because it says um, significant efforts. You know what I mean? They say efforts, meaning like, you know what I mean? Maybe they didn't find it. But yeah, condolences to the family, man. Condolences to the family. I know it's a big deal, man. I know it's hard on the family. Um, so condolences to them. Sorry for their loss. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always tough to lose a seller, especially a young one who like didn't even really get to have experience. But also, you know, he probably right. in five months as a young seller on your first ship. Like I was just talking about my first ship and you know beginning of the episode. In five months, you got like friends. You know, you didn't make friends, had fun, done crazy wild stuff. Like you know, in five months, a lot of things happen for a. a like a young person in their twenties, you know what I mean? Like a whole lot. Right. Like whether it be, you do so much growing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. And I was just thinking from what you said, as far as, um, you know, just the ship and the danger that it really is, we become so immune to it. Right. Because you do it every day. Like people who jump out of helicopters are like, Oh, I'm just jumping out of a helicopter. Not a big deal. Um, but it is a dangerous job. And the fact that people are still joining, it's a blessing that we can't even have people continue to join when like the money's not necessarily the reason why people are joining anymore or the benefits, because a lot of other companies are giving the benefits, but also acknowledging that it is a dangerous job. Super. It it was two issues that happened. I think last, like about two years ago where it was a chief on my, on my ship, actually the Villa golf who died on a ship. It was the chief of our first class. I forgot, but they died going down the ladder. Well, and, and, and when that, oh, wow. and when that happened, I'm like, and I, like you just said, it's dangerous. And I thought about, it, I'm like, damn, you can like, that, that's not far-fetched. Yeah. The dog going down the ladder well is not far-fetched at all. And then I think the same year, a chief got hit by a crane or whatever, like on a pier. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not far-fetched either. So you're right. It is a super, super dangerous uh, job. And like- The little things, yeah. right? Like I remember moving onto the ship after the yards and we're bringing printers up ladder wells. Yeah. See? Like- and you don't think about stuff like you don't, in the moment you're not thinking, wow, this piece of equipment could literally roll over because they're so steep and we're at least going to break something, yeah. you know? Yeah. We ha- but you don't think about it that way. We had to move to gym. And this is like, you said, this like every day, this not being at war. This not like, this just everyday shit you do. Like yeah. we, we, we had to move to gym before and we had to like, uh, take a treadmill like a level up so we had to like open the hatch and we had to like the treadmill heavy as hell you remember this David? yeah i remember like this treadmill like 800 pounds or something like it's like you gotta tie it up like people left that thing bleed like people left bleeding like people was bleeding after this but in the moment were you thinking like you know in the moment were you really thinking oh man this treadmill could fall on us and we could die i think we or were like i think we, we were, were. Okay, you <laughs> were, were. <laughs> we, hey yeah it was something that the ceo wanted done but i hey. think we were like thinking that and like. so we, we our ceo at the time was one of those guys and we could put a man on the moon <laughs> we could get that treadmill up you know <laughs> he was, oh he man was, <laughs> yeah yeah it was happening yeah. it was going down 
Yeah, I think some people probably were scared. Like it was, it was oh, yeah. rough. Like you know, it was tough. Like we we had to work together. And then, again, that sailors working together, getting shit done. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes the, the people upstairs don't know what it took to get all that. You know, to get all that done. They're like, "Oh, thanks. Well, Looks good. Thank you for the treadmill." Yeah, <laughs> yep. Or or it's like, or it's like not exact. I've been in the other situation where it's like not exactly where. They thought it would be. And it's like, oh, man, I thought y'all was going to put the treadmill over there. And I'm in my head like, you don't know what the hell We're we went through to get this treadmill trend. right here. <laughs> We're not moving If we move it again, it's going to break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is so funny. Um, so we do this thing called uh, Do Better, right? We, we got a segment on our podcast called Do Better Segment. So the first thing I'm going to ask you, is it anything that you think that we can improve on in the Navy? Anything? Yes. You are you. I think that I think that there's plenty of things that we can improve on in the Navy. Uh, I we were just texting a couple of days ago where I told you I still dislike the eval system. I think it's bastardized. Um, there should be no block forty one. It should be your supervisor giving you straight marks of your performance. You know, um, I think that we need to get better at being able to tell our, you know, people above us no, but then that means that they also have to be open to being told no. Mm-hmm. I think our culturally, we're just in a place where you have a couple stars. Oh, we'll make it happen. Got it. And if you say no, Sometimes you're part of the problem. Like I'm keeping you from your yes. So I'm the problem. So I think we have some things that we can definitely improve on. Those are just two that come to mind. Mm-hmm. You got anything for do better then? Yeah, man. My do better segment this time is man. I, I just got an MRI, man. Like maybe like a week ago, man. And so I can't, I could not get in touch with my PCM to be like, Hey, when are we going to schedule to me to you know, go over this MRI? So I go in there and I say, you know, so I had physical therapy. So I go, when I get done with physical therapy, you know, I'm going to walk over here real quick and check and, you know, see, can I set me an appointment? So I get in there and um, the guy tells me, he put, you know, scan my, uh, my ID and he said, you got an appointment for April the 9th, you know, at 1410. And I'm like, first off, that's like three weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> first off, first mm-hmm. thing, like, I, I'm not getting no better. It's like three weeks. And second thing, I'm thinking like, when was I going to find this out? Like when mm. was I gonna know about this appointment that was set set at April? I mean August the ninth at fourteen ten. So my thing is do better, man. We gotta do better. And like we got an MRI done. Somebody go in and review this thing. Contact the sailor or whoever and say, okay, this is what we see, and we can move forward. We can send you to this. We can refer you out. We can refer you here. But do better. These PCMs need to do better. You know, you know what my doctor told me? She when I got the x-ray, if you don't hear nothing, you good. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. No news nothing. is good news. <laughs> and my mom, yo, my mom, she know I went to get the x-ray. So every time I talk to my mom, she like, hey, what'd you what they tell you? What'd you find out? I'm like, Mom, I told you they told me. If I don't hear nothing, I'm good. Like, like you re-triggering me. You making me want to go in there like ice cube in the office is like. I'm good. If I don't hear nothing, I'm okay. You know what I mean? But that's cr- like, yo, bro, you're not like, like, I think a lot of things that got to do with military medical, like 
you know, needs to get better. Like, you know, for instance, I was waived from the run portion of the PRT because of my knee, right? Mm-hmm. And then when I, like, like this, like, at this point a month ago, uh, when I first got back from SEA, and um, when I went to schedule the physical, so I got some pills and then I got physical therapy and waived from the PFA. And when I went to schedule the physical therapy, they was like, oh, yeah, you could go August 22nd. This was like already a month ago. So, so, and, and that was me scheduling physical therapy for like anyone that I could go to in the region. August 22nd is the first wow. opening. That's crazy. Like, like, so like, yeah, y'all waved me from the PFA. Like, like it's important enough to wave me from the PFA, like, for but it's not important enough to get me in there so I could start, you know, and then after, and only after you go to physical therapy, you could get the MRI. Like, you know, I can't get it. Like, they, you're not going to let me get an MRI before, man. So yeah. I got a lot of little qualms with, like, like a lot of things I got to do with military medical. But my do better segment today um, is, if it's any truth to this, those, those Army, the, the 299th Battalion, uh, the defect, oh. the defect, that food that they giving these sellers, man, like... I'm looking at a picture with a look like a super hard biscuit. The gravy, <laughs> the gravy look, and we're gonna put this picture. We gotta put this picture up. Yeah, the pot. But the gravy looked like it looked like bumpy, lumpy cream of wheat. Really, like I didn't even know this was gravy. Um, and then them eggs, they struggle eggs, man. They struggle eggs, and they don't even look like they was powder. They just look like they came out of can like that, man. This is bad. Then that's like a a foam that that's like a um a foamy um thing. That ain't even like a plastic thing or whatever. The plate. Yeah, that's like yeah, yeah the tray. Yeah, they mm-hmm. could just break cardboard or something. That ain't cool, man. It says I guess two nine nine BSB is broke as hell, and we still went to NTC. Somebody said in prison are the defect. It says because def- <laughs> defect could get rough when you're fighting over French toast. Dudes get shanked routinely. <laughs> like, 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 like this is this is it says uh, uh some 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 went as far with the joke as to discuss all the sellers they've uh, had to shank in order to get a decent meal, man. You know, yeah. so it shouldn't even like it shouldn't even be like that, man. You know, like and again, as facilities, it's like is to me it feels just like the same thing I got to do with medical. It's facilities like we have to care more. I'm already somebody that think, and I, I never asked for it, but I'm somebody that think like military people should get uh, military discounts from like damn near everywhere we go, right? Uh, and and that's not a thing, right? I always felt weird when somebody was like, I was like, yo, you get military discounts? No, we actually don't. You're actually going to save more with you know. But um, so I always feel weird with that. But come on, on the military installation, you giving people in the military food? Come on, like oh. The other thought, right, now that I'm here, the Starbucks and them other places on base, like, they don't have military discounts. Like, you're on base. Like, <laughs> we got a contract with you. You making money off us, and y'all don't have military. That's the funniest thing when you go to a restaurant on base. Yo, you got military discounts? No, I'm just getting your money. Like, just give me your shit. Like, right. Like, but, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, defect. Uh, like, yeah, do better. It's a lot, man. Like, that, that's hey, a lot. I was like... I want to make a comment on that though, man. Like, I feel like if I was a a, a CS right now and I saw that picture that you're gonna put up, if I saw that picture, I'd probably put it in my line on the ship. You know, because we do a lot of complaining about food. You know what I mean? We go through the mess line and stuff like that. Like, what is this? What is this? But I'm here to tell you, if I saw that picture right there, I may not, I might do less complaining. 
because that shit looks horrible. <laughs> that, oh, that picture, man, that look horrible, yeah. man. So I'll put that picture in my best line. So if I start complaining, it'll be like, hey, look at that right there, bro. Look they do. Oh, you're going to, you're going to at least, you're going to at least you're not in a foxhole to people, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say that, but I was like, this is what it sounded like. Exactly what I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying, man. I know it's bad, but look at this. You know what I mean? It could be worse. Huh? It could be worse, bro. It could be worse. Uh, that's Damn. crazy. All right. So, Soul is here hanging out with us, right? Like, you know. We know that she's here hanging out with us. Um, damn, all this, all this shit I always keep tying together, man. And like, I'm trying my best not to tie it all together. But we were at SCA and Mick Prime came to visit us, right? Um, and when Mick Prime came to visit us, the biggest topic of conversation at SCA was pay, right? Um, pay, personnel, pay, pay issues, all that stuff, right? Um, and um, so stood up in front of 135 senior chief master chiefs chiefs and was like, yo, I work at Am I able can, can I say that? Or do I or do or do I gotta cut that? Uh, no, I mean I work at but we could just say I work in Millington. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like I'm close to this pay stuff, right? Or whatever. Um yeah. she stood up, man. And like was like, yo, you know, I'll take it, you know, I'll 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 bear it all, you know what I'm saying? And I thought that was cool. Um, but um, that is one of the things that's like, man, it's been a lot of growing problems with pay. Um, I get a lot of sellers mm-hmm. um come to my command with issues. Like right now, for instance, it's a few sellers, um, especially the ones that uh don't make it through the academy. They always have like a whole lot of yeah. issues. Um, but um. We got reservists who, you know, voicing a lot of issues. So it's a few sellers that have been having issues with pay. And I just want to read, like, a few things from this article and just get your thoughts. It don't have to be um, directly attributed to your command, stuff like that. Right, right, right. Just, like, kind of, like, your thoughts or maybe you could help us out in understanding, you know, what's happening. But it says the Department of the Navy launched its new pay and personnel system, MP2, in 2019, hoping to consolidate more than 55 disparate systems and modernize some applications that were more than three decades old. For hundreds of sellers, seamen, and civilians, MP2 has been an ongoing problem. I'm going to read one of the complaints from a seller. And I guess we could kind of just talk through this complaint. It says, joint active duty Navy a few months ago after transferring from another branch, and I haven't received my moving entitlements or basic allowance for housing with dependents. At the moment, the Navy owes me around $8,000. Mix this with inflation, a newborn, a wife no longer working. It is seriously affecting my quality of life. My financials are good but I never planned on the Navy jacking up my pay for four months straight. I've worked for at least two companies that employ more people than the Navy does. Not once did they jack up my pay. Uh, it says somebody wrote that on Reddit in May. Um, last part of this I'll read, even though I said I was going to read one part, last part of this I'll read is this from Admiral Darrell Caudill. Um, input from our fleet sellers made it very clear that our pay system is not running smoothly, which is impacting seller and family readiness. Timely and accurate pay for our sellers is a no-fail mission, and the task order is our initial plan to get after it. So, you know, the task order is part of the whole uh, get real, get better, um, and that's like one of the first things that we are going to do is like figure out 
the issue with this pay. But I feel the same way about pay as I feel about uh, Starbucks on base. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> our, our medical, like these are things that I don't think we should jack up. Like, I don't think we should mess up uh, pay for sellers. Um, so, yeah. So I read that. I don't know where to go from there, but I did want to read that. And um, yeah, I mean, my, my, my take on this is that, is that we all would like some of the stuff we do as human, you know what I mean? Like we're going to make mistakes. We're going to, stuff going to be a little bit slow or whatever, but four months is a long time though. I just look at the, when I saw it, I can see like, you know, somebody having some issues with pay. We always have some people, somebody always has some issues with it, but I'm just talking about the four month part though. That's all I kind of got out of that, man. That's a long time. And he named all the baby stuff and all that stuff, which make it even harder but four months is right. a is a long freaking time, and I know that's probably one case, and I don't know how you know. If it's a lot, a lot of, of cases, like that, though, bro. With that it's long, with four months, four months a long time, though, man. I, I know it's a lot, it's man. Cases, I, yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not. But all them cases may not be four months, though. but it's cases, right? No, I, mean, I got so you. Might I'm, know I'm more tracking. than us. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. But, no, there. Okay, so there, there is. There's plenty, plenty of cases, and it, so. You know that when we were talking about this at SEA, I was like, we need more PSs. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I recently had a conversation with someone and I said, it's unfortunate that all this transformation is happening in this organization. And because personnel men are in charge of pay, we're by default the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Because in your in, in your head as a non-PS, you're thinking the PSs suck. Like the the reason why we're here is because the PSs suck. Most people, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to answer the question. Answer it to yourself. No, 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 but, no, no, uh, no, no, no. I will. I, I will. I, I will. I'll answer it. But I, I'm a little bit more informed, so I don't like my C. Right. My CPPA at my command doesn't really talk to PSs. He talks to a bunch of civilians, uh, for the most part. So I'm a little bit more informed where I won't. Uh, Blame it on PSs. Yeah. I don't know how informed everybody else is. Exactly. And so for the most part, the perception is like, ah, PSs, right? But the reality of this is, is that this organization is going through a lot of major changes. Earlier, we mentioned how the Navy is the last one to evolve in many, in many ways. Well, like the Marine Corps has had a singular system for their personnel matters forever. Like from when I came in the Navy, we had a reservist who was a Marine and then converted to the Navy. And he goes, why do you go into BOL and then you go into INSIPS to get the same personnel information, except one has this and one has us. I don't know, you know? And he goes, man, in the Marine Corps, we have this program and it has everything. So anyway, we are evolving. We're evolving with technology. You know, that's why you have your MP2, you have your, uh, travel claims that you can do literally on your phone now, you know? Uh, but all of this change is happening as we're also transforming the locations that are performing these duties, right? Mm -hmm. Before TSCs, we had PSDs before PSDs, we had PSDs and CSDs. I mean, I know some of y'all, or at least one of you remembers CSDs back in the day, PSDs. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I say all that to say that it doesn't excuse the backlog, but it explains why we are where we're at, right? Because we're making so many moves. It's creating these problems. So it's like we're evolving 
and creating a problem at the same time and doing the best that we can to eliminate the problem. Is it okay for anybody to go four months without pay? Absolutely not. If that is the case, then, I mean, if that was my sailor, I would definitely bring it up as high as I could. Um, and, and people do, I can tell you from experience that we get anything that gets to any level is going to be addressed. And not that that is the best solution for everything, because like you mentioned, this is one case, there's plenty of them. There's plenty of them and everyone's doing the best they can. As far as the PS rating, like everyone's doing the best they can with what they have as we're transforming, right? Like we're, I don't know what metaphor to use with this. I was going to say like the ship's moving more nautical miles than it should. And we're trying to refuel at the same time and do, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, stores. Yeah. <laughs> like you trying to empty a bucket of water, like, but it's raining outside and then just keep getting, you know, filled back out. Basically. Back and then Basically. You're still doing something else too on, on, on a whole other side of it. Cause it's, and, and you, and I was going to say, and we're human. Like when you hear that stuff, you're like, man, you know, and if I can fix it, if my, I know if anyone that works in the department that I work with can fix it, we will fix it. You know what I mean? We're human. Like we want to fix everyone's problems and there's 10 of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's good. So I, I got a, I got a question about that. Um, I remember back, back, back in the day, it's always been a a thing about PSs and where they work at. Are they going to be on ships? Are they going to go to PSDs? Are they going to be over here? Can you talk about that a little bit? Like, it seems like it always been something about, you know, where the PS is going and what they doing and stuff when it comes to, to where you guys going to be working at. So I've, I've, I've definitely heard everything as well. Um, I have this belief and I said it during the SCA all the time. Uh, and people were literally arguing with me to include our instructor. He was like, oh my God, so no, that would never work. No, no, no. In my eyes, I say, bring all the PSs back to shore. Why do you need them? Unless you're in a carrier where you are transactional, you're a CPPA. Mm-hmm. What does it matter whether you're on the ship or you're here? When we have so many CPPAs that are out of rating and all they're doing is liaisoning with the TSC, you know? Mm-hmm. So why why do you need it? Um, that's my personal opinion, whether we will get there, I don't know. But if we do, then I think it would be great. Uh, the only thing is that you would also have to change our ladder and our precepts so that whenever the boards are convening, you know, these sailors have a fair shot at competing against those sailors that are on the carrier. Um, but again, I mean, I don't know that the future looks like that, but if it does, I, I agree. I, I said it during the SCA, I was like, bring all the PSs back to TSEs and make more of us. And how do I say it? It's like, I, I do believe that the reason why at first we decided to, um, man the TSEs and with, uh, civilians. And I don't know this, this is my assumption is that, you know, sailors belong at sea. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you have civilians who have a PD. I don't know if you guys have ever worked with civilians before, but they have their PD and their PD says what they will and yeah, will not do. do. Yeah. Yep. Right. And so does, I don't, my question is to whoever can answer this is like, does that work well when it comes to military pay? Because I might need you to work longer. I might need you to come in earlier. 
if we have a thousand travel claims and there's X amount of us, we will all have to do X amount of travel claims, but we can get it done. Right. Cause we have all had tiger teams, you know, you can get it done. You can, you can take care of it. But if you have civilians that have a PD, is that feasible? I don't, I don't think so, but now we're evolving. I don't know if it means that we're going to bring more military to TSEs. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> and that it goes back to your question of do PSs belong at TSEs or do they belong at sea? My personal and or my personal opinion is they belong at sea if it's a carrier because they're transactional, but they belong at a TSC if they're not on a carrier because they can be transactional and help with everyone worldwide. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna translate that to I'm gonna translate something you said in my own self-translation. To like uh, somebody saying like, hey, I, you know, I'm leaving at 1600. That's the time I get off. That's the time I'm leaving. The amount of work we have does not matter, you know, versus the chief or whoever in front of the division. Like, hey, you know, we got this inspection coming up. Um, We're going to have to work late this week and we probably going to have to come in for a half day Saturday, you know, to get all these extra things knocked out just because we need to get caught up. Uh, chief running by the XO, running by department head, running by XOCO. All right. Yeah. Y'all good to go. Y'all got this stuff, you know, you know, get your sellers in here and get them out. Um, you can't do that. And again, it's my own translation, not you saying it, but I, you can't do that with maybe, you know, translating and say, you can't do that with like the civilians. You know what I mean? Like we got in-serve coming up. We're going to be working weekends every day till we get this shit done. It's a big mountain to climb. Uh, we going, nah, my shit say I'm out of here at 1700. That's the time that I'm out of here. I'm not, you know, coming in no earlier than nine. I'm not leaving no later than five. This is what I get paid, you know, to do. And then I know it's like mm-hmm. regulations when it come to overtime and stuff like that right. as well. Um, right. And I'm sure some people tell and, working. Yeah. And that's not, and again, it's like not at all like bashing the civilians. No, no, no. Like, not you have civilians. You have civilians that are like literally working overtime and they're not getting paid. They're just like, I was a sailor before. I understand the Mm. struggle. I'm going to do what I need to do. But that's unfair to them too, because it's like, now you, now you are civilian and you are working for the government and you're doing everything you can, but like, maybe we can't get you overtime or maybe you're working behind the scenes because you don't want to report that you're doing overtime. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's just... I don't know. Yeah. I personally believe that you have a good balance if it's mostly military, just because you have that control as leadership to be able to, you know, change the working yeah, hours a little, a little bit or like expect more or whatever. And you do need your civilians. They bring definitely a lot to the team. Um, but when your military is less than your civilian, then you're doing a lot. You're trying to do everything with less people and it makes it a lot more difficult. Yeah. 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 That makes, yeah, that makes sense. And definitely not a bash, you know, toward the civilians. If I, no, not if, at all. If I was, you know, able to leave at like a specific time, you know, every day. And I know that's not the only thing that you said, you know, was a reason for anything, but I'm leaving at that time. Like, you know, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. You know I'm saying I'm out, man. Yeah. You know, if I work, it's at, more like, so just saying like, yeah. if I had a PD, and it worked for the Navy, I'd be like, yeah. bye. Yeah. But 
it's just not the way it works for us. And that's the way that it works for them and whether their heart is in it and they want to work hard, harder or, you know, put in the extra hours. It's like so many red tape, like, Oh, we don't have overtime. Yeah, Maybe that's rules, the, yeah. the reason why. Yeah. There's so many rules. So it's none of not their fault, but back to the whole, you know, paying someone or not paying someone for seven or for four months. Like, it's definitely unacceptable. Like how does, that how comment does that, that happen, was though? How, how, like, how does that like, it just, it depends, right? Like, was it a gain that the gain wasn't processed on time? Um, the travel claim, I, I can totally see that because there is backlogs. It's public knowledge. Like you see it on online all the time that there is a backlog and it can take up to 30 days, if not a little bit longer to liquidate one. And I, I think I kind of already answered, like, we are here because there's so much transformation. Mm-hmm. That's why we're yeah. here. Is it acceptable? No. Um, is everyone doing the best they can with what they have? Absolutely. Um, but I think I would leave it at saying this. If you are out there and you have a sailor who is going through some financial hardship that is being caused by a gain, a travel claim or travel. Like you, you just, you started this episode speaking about a sailor that was in a situation. He's traveling. Right. And so if you're anyone from an E1 to an O10, right. And and you are aware of a somebody in this situation, I just beg that like you invest in that problem until it's resolved. Right. Because Damo, you were there at SEA when, there was somebody that stood up and said, Oh, you know, I have this sailor hasn't gotten paid. And remember, um, even like the big problem was like, did email me? Yeah. Did you call email me? Yeah. Yeah. Did you call someone? Did you, should it be that way? Absolutely not. But like email me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like say something like, you know what I mean? Say something. Sometimes that is a problem too, you know? Um, and accountability both ways. There's people that, they're like, oh, I'm retiring tomorrow. I don't have orders or whatever. I don't have a whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, master chief or senior yeah. chief or chief. You're Who right. did you tell? You're right about that. I have been hit by sales before too, and say, oh, I haven't got this pay in two months, and I'd be like, two months. You know, they tell you later. They don't say anything either, though. You know, so yeah, I can I can see stuff like that happen too. Like they just keep going with the going with the flow, going with the flow. Think it's going to happen for them soon, and then it keep not happening. Then all of a sudden it's two, three months down the road. Yeah. 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 And if you don't get a solution with one person, be tenacious. Keep keep pressing until you get an answer because you know you should be getting paid, right? Like Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not I don't want sailors out there um getting in debt with Navy Marine Corps Society. Oh yeah, that was me. That was me, yeah. Stop it. That was me. That was young, you know. That was young EM, whoever. We talked about it. Remember I told you, Damon? Like, they had to yeah. tell me, like, yo, you can't get another, uh, you can't get another oh, assist for a year. You've been getting too many of these. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, man. Oh, yeah, that was me for sure. Yeah, I was hitting that. After I found out about it, my boy told me about it. The first, like, two was easy. Like, y'all just go in there, they give me a quick 500. The third one, they like, hey, we need to do a financial plan with you. 
Yeah. You know, by the oh. third one. And then I think by the fourth one, they like, all right, look, you're gonna have to wait a year, man. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Yeah, that was that was, you know, like I said, oh EM, whoever, man, I was hurting for money for a few times. I got you, you gotta listen, you gotta go back episodes though. You'll hear the whole story of <laughs> what happened before my deployment, you know, things that I bought that I probably shouldn't have and interest rates that I probably should have understood more about APRs and, you know, different things like that, that they get you when you're a young seller, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. What up, Damon? Yeah, man. I want to, um, talk real quick about this. What's before we get too, too, too out the way about this, um, this senior enlisted optimization plan. Right. And then on, on top of that, I also want to get right into the senior enlisted advancement to position that came out. What yesterday, I think. Right. So, optimization plan from the E8s and E9s, you know, they take them here, put them in the positions they need to be, which is cool. I like that, right? You know, put them in the leadership positions they belong. But then I jumped right into this senior enlisted advanced position. We just made all these senior chiefs and we just made all these master chiefs and things like that. And we are still looking for people to fill positions. Like, what's going on with that, man? Like, we still, like, they, you see the number. I don't know if you guys seen that message. Um, uh, that talked about the, the number of people they still need, like on the George Washington and, and and things like that. It's crazy. Like, and we just advanced people. We just had a plan that just went out and said, we gonna, I think it was July, I think it started 25th, where we taking these sailors and we moving them into positions, right? Moving the leadership positions. Um, yeah. But I, it's hard for me to, to think, you know, a couple of months later, not even a month later, we talking about a CNLS and advanced position. Which I'm not mad at because I can actually put in for one, but at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, man, that's kind of crazy when you think you just made all these, you know, um, made all these senior uh, chiefs and master chiefs, and then you just move them around and you still need people. Um, but my my, I guess my biggest question is like, and they doing two sets of this too, so I guess my biggest question uh, for the whole thing is now, and this is a pilot program. So now we got advancement. Now we got a pilot program after advancement to keep making rank. Where the hell this shit gonna stop? What, what, what are we doing right here? My question is like, what are we what are we doing? Um, because the point of advancing people is to, to advance them to fill certain positions, right? So when mm -hmm. I when they say you know you had these percentages and you had these numbers, you know people retiring, you know people doing all this, so you advance that number. And then you go out and you, okay, we got to move. Now, moving people around, I agree with that. Right? I agree with some people been on short duty for like seven, eight years or whatever. <laughs> they didn't get their ass uh -huh. back in the fight, right? They've been hiding in the bushes too long. So I understand all that. But the this pilot program, man, I'm questioning the pilot program a little bit. What you guys think, thought about that? Um, I got two thoughts, right? Uh, my first thought is uh, that whole when, like, the ranks get clogged up because you get too many like leaders or whatever, but I, I'm not going to get into that thought right now, but what's your thought about impact statements? Um, my thought about impact statement, I mean, I think they are misguiding though. You know what I mean? Like everybody going to put in an impact statement, man. Right. Like everybody yeah. want to keep right. that. Everybody want to keep their sailors or keep whoever they want. So, and then, and you can write whatever you want to write in there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, mm -hmm. I don't know. That, so, that's yeah. 
Because let's say like, um, you know, I, I'm the Navy, right? And I know that I need a senior chief on a, a, a destroyer or whatever. I know I need this FCCM on a destroyer, or FCCS, whoever it is on a destroyer. So I'm saying that I'm going to go pull from this uh, Nick Tam's land, or I'm going to go pull from this closet in uh, Maryland, the middle of Maryland. I'm going to go grab this senior chief that's out there just doing some billet that's not even in his rate. Now, however, at that command, that's probably undermanned too, don't have that many chiefs. This senior chief is doing a bunch of bunch of different stuff, right? Maybe SEO, uh, some sub 360 stuff, stuff like that. So the command is going to then in turn tell this, tell the Navy that needs this senior chief on a ship, hey, we can't afford to lose this senior chief because this senior chief is doing all this shit um, at this place that you already identified as a place that we couldn't actually lose a senior chief at, right? <laughs> but no, right. we can't because of all this. And then the Navy, does they do they just take that and be like, oh, okay, well, the command can't lose them, so... Boom, we still short. So we got to send out another message because we need more people in these positions. Because my, my personal thought is, I think that it's probably too many, like you said, I think it's probably too many impact statements flying out. And I think it's probably too, I can understand it on a ship, right? I, I've seen it on a ship before, like where the chief didn't want to lose like, you know, like a tech, like a RAS tech or something like that. Uh, another ship needed a RAS tech, you know, but um, I don't understand it for sure, duty. Uh, you know, places like that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, those places going, you know, get under man and you know have to go through whatever they got to go through. But some of these things don't like. I know for sure some of these things people don't impact statements for uh, don't really matter. So I think that the problem just persists. Then you just still like like because that's one of the questions you ask. Like, why are we still reaching out? We still reaching out because like a lot of people they either tucking and hiding. You know, are they getting these impact statements written on them and they can't go? Like, I'm somebody that I want, I would like to go back out to sea, but I'm one of the people that get impact. And it's not speaking to my command at all. Yeah, I love y'all people. But uh, I want to go back out to sea, <laughs> but I'm one of the people that get impact statements written, like, about right. me. Like, no, nah, we need them here to do this and do that or whatever, like that. I think that we are seeing a trend of people retiring more so at 20 years more often now. Mm -hmm. So that's why we need people. And that's why the messages are being put out to see who's willing to do these things. Right. And then as far as the impact statement goes, I agree. Everyone's going to submit an impact statement because when it comes to something like that, we're all, it, it takes something like that for someone to be like, wait, no, like you can't take from me. Like I need them. And then you're going to, obviously provide this beautiful statement that says why you need this sailor on your command, whether they're great or not only because you need your manning, right? Everyone wants to keep their manning and keep a tight hold on them. But I would also say that personally, I believe in the system to where I would, I trust that these impact statements are being considered, but then they're evaluating who the best qualified is and saying, okay, sorry, unless you're USS something, you're qualified. We need you. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't think they're only taking from ships. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it different? Is it something different that we're doing? Absolutely. It is different, but I do believe that it's coming from a place where more and more people are retiring at 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. So it creates an imbalance. 
right? Yeah. And so we're just kind of trying to do the best we can with what we do have. And here we are. I mean, in addition to that, like I, I look at that never of acronym, right? When people say that never again, volunteer yourself. And I honestly think a lot of people don't want to lead. Like, I think it's a lot of people that do not want to like really get in front of people and lead them. Like, like a whole lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. In, in any way, any scenario, anything, whether mm-hmm. you're talking about the chief season, anything like, oh yeah, I could do something. I, I could be, mm-hmm. let me be a part of one of your committees. Let me be a part of you know, the committee that do this or whatever like that. I don't want to chair it. Uh, you know, I ain't going to be able to chair it. You know, I got family. I got family. <laughs> I'm going to leave. I got, you know, so it's like, but like, so that's a small thing, but it it, it goes above that. Like um, people like, oh yeah, well, yeah. when I was on my ship, I led this, so I'm not trying to. So I think it's a lot of people nowadays that's just don't want to lead. Like a lot of people. Um, you got some right. people, natural leaders that just lead, you know, but then there's a lot of people here that, you know, we get put in these roles and it, it's really like no glamour in it. Like a lot of times, like it's, it's like, man, it's no glamour in that leadership uh, thing for some people that's like looking for that satisfaction or whatever uh, from from leading. It ain't it ain't there no more. Right. So so like a lot of people, and I, I just think they just run away from it. You know, they try their best to hide out somewhere, do this, do that. Cause they, they not ready for that. Like, I know it's a, it's a lot of people that don't want to be command senior chiefs, command master chiefs. I know that for sure. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's people running away from that. You know, they don't want to do that. It's some people that don't want to do it for other reasons, you know? So not, not everybody, but. Yeah. Cause I was going to, I was going to ask, I was like, well, do you think it's always uh, because of no. the leadership role or do you person personally, I think that some people also are valuing, especially after COVID like really valuing that yeah. work-life balance. And it wasn't until COVID that some, right? Not not everyone, because everyone's at different commands, but I'm saying like some people got that to um, experience work-life balance, whether you were working from home or, you know, you got to work um, in the office one day and then at home another, whatever your rotation was, it allowed you to experience what a work, a good work-life balance would be um, or what being at yeah. home would yeah. feel like. So is it, do you, do you think that there, or do you agree that there is a multitude of reasons or do you think specifically to it's not wanting to be a leader? Reasons. You know, some people know they a better fit. Like yeah. everything is for like, everything isn't for everybody. Right. So command master chief, command senior chief, that's right. definitely not, it's certain people that that should be for, but it's some of those people that it should be for that still. Wait, okay, I'm going to go grab my charger. Give me some second. of those people that that should be for us, in my opinion, is still running away from, from that. You know what I'm saying? Accepting things that they can do better, you know, then or whatever like that. That's my thoughts, Damon. Like, and I know some people yeah, might not want to hear man, that, shit, but that's my thoughts. Like, no, that's no, that's that's facts, man. That's facts. I'm, I'm gonna tell you my like, um, solely brung up. You know, these messages are good, and we are we are like it's helping and, and and things like that. And I agree totally with it. And I think that's where it comes. This advancement position too, man, is where. We don't have the people out there that wants to go out there and lead, right? That's want to be, and, and you see most of those positions is C-duty. C-duty is where they're trying to send people to, yeah. right? And I'm here to tell you right now in 2022, C-duty is a motherfucker right yeah. now, right? It is. It's just facts about it, right? So 
with that being said, man, I talked to a lot of CMCs, man, and 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 one of my CMC buddies, man, was like, "Hey, I'm finna deploy in a month, and I just dropped 22 sailors. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just dropped like like for for all different reasons, right? And not just not just E6 and below. You know what I'm saying? Officers, chiefs, all of yeah. them, right? So that's another thing, man. We we just this sea duty thing hurt hurting us and and like you said, man, you're right. It ain't all leadership, man. But I'm here to tell you, man, like leading out the sea is different from leading, you know, on shore duty. Yeah. It's a different animal, man. And and then on, on top of that, what Soul made a great point, man. Like, if you went through COVID on shore duty, you got a taste of you know, teleworking and all that type of stuff. That probably do play a big part in your life, man. You know what I mean? That probably do play a part in you now know, man, this is this is a little relaxing. This is a little chilling. Um, and when sea duty is no doubt, man, one of the one of the the high, the highs of high when it comes to to um the work that you have to get done. Yeah. Um, on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I think we really need to figure out why people don't want to lead. I think it's a dynamic reason why people, why yeah. s- like some people that don't want to lead, like you brought up some stuff about Master Chiefs, like losing 20 sellers and stuff like that. I think they that ties into it. I think perception ties into things. Um, so I think it's a lot of reasons why like people you know, don't want to be in those positions. So I really do think like somehow it got to be a deep dive to, you know, to figure that out. Um, I, I, I wish that, you know, um, the people that want to like get in certain positions, get in the positions, right? Cause the I see the person wants it so bad and never gets it right. Like they want it. They've been trying, they've been trying, they've been trying and never gets it, you know, versus the person who just so happened to, Get it. Yeah. Do it this way. I did it this way. I'm here. I'm here. And I'm not just talking about rank, advanced. But I'm talking about a lot of things I see in the military where I, it always seemed like the people that really want it, that could do great with it, don't get it, you know? And I'm talking about anything. That's why I'm not being specific about what it is. Um, but it's a lot of senior chiefs that I know, been, you know, either been trying to go command, uh, been trying to be master chief, that, you know, if you go person to person, um, people would be like, yo, this person would be a great CMC. You know, this person already is um, this, this, this. And they don't be getting it. You know, they don't be getting it. Sometimes it'd be somebody that went mm-hmm. off the blueprint that somebody told them or they knew some people, you know, and then they yeah. get it. And we leaving the ones who really want shit, you know, like dangling. Like, for instance, it's some first classes that just the way the system is, they not getting selected. You know, just the way yeah. the things work, yeah. um, you know, they they not getting selected and they like, you, you know, they'll be great. Chief. Like, man, this dude, yeah. you know, but it's like something else, you know, that's like kind of holding them back or whatever. So that's crazy. Yeah. I, I tell you this, man. Um, and I thought about this a lot in, in, in my career and me coming up in the ranks too, man, was the fact that... Um, I think a lot of people get advanced over certain people also is comes from um yeah, who's right. a better writer. You know what I mean? Like like you put them you put them like on a deck place together and this guy is just maybe right, mopping yeah. the floor with this other person, right? Maybe mopping the floor with him. 
But when it comes to those write-ups, man, they just look better yeah. on paper than the other person. You know, and then somebody goes back and say, well, you should write your stuff a little bit better or whatever. But you know what? I mean, that is what it is, man. And everybody's not like, you know, maybe not be as talented when it comes to writing and things like that. Um, and that goes back to the soul point when she was talking about um, having your marks, you know what I mean? Having somebody making your mark on where you at and what you're doing instead of making that that block a big part of, you know, it's, it's a different way of saying what you're doing than, it's, than it's, you know, having that block back there. I don't know. It just made a point when she said that oh, it just kind of yeah, stuck with me a little that bit. That block that you, you like know, have um, to write a certain way. The write up. You, know? you got to write it a certain way. It might vary command to command. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that is a weird um, block. Yeah. Um, that, that is a weird block that you had, to, right? So we lost Soul for a second. I mean, uh, hopefully she's back in here. I think while Soul's gone, we could talk about veterans with erectile dysfunction, man. Um, but I tried to <laughs> I tried to pull it up, man. But it looked like they deleted the damn uh, article. Um, so I guess it was fake news. So. Yeah, I guess it was fake news, uh, man. So our vets, our vets, yeah, man, they okay. still holding it down, man. They still, yeah. You guys yeah. good, Who's man. On the you guys ground, good. Hold still down. hold it down. Man. <laughs> hold it down. <laughs> All right, so um, oh, man. Navy lieutenant in prison in Japan. I thought this was, uh, you know, especially with the Brittany Griner uh, sentencing and stuff like that. I thought this was uh, an yeah. important news story. Um, did you Did you read it? Okay, so I did. Yeah, so pretty much, right? It. Like just to kind of paraphrase, it's it's a navy lieutenant. He was sorry, he was about to go on deployment, right? So before going on deployment, the family did a, a Fuji climb, a Mount Fuji climb or whatever. Um, him, his wife, Mount and Fuji. I think they had yep. some kids. Um, yeah, they had kids. So they they went up climb Mount Fuji. Um, and then they were driving home and he fell asleep. He like kind of like passed out at the wheel and it was, uh, supposed to be, it's a medical episode. It was a, it was called a medical episode and I'm trying to get the name of the medical episode. It was like something about some type of mountain, oh, acute mountain illness, which is caused by ascending high altitudes too quickly and can cause sudden fainting for up to 24 hours. Um, so that's what, that was the reason why he dozed off at the will. Yeah. Um, but when he dozed off at the will, they said he was going like 25 miles per hour. When he dozed off the will, he killed two people in a traffic accident, right? Um, so when he dozed off at the wheel, he killed two people in a traffic accident. And um, he was told after that, that um, in Japan, they kind of go off of like uh, empathy and stuff like that. So if he get in there and he apologize, um, he should be good to go or whatever, right? Something like that, right? If he get in there, he should be, a, he, he should be good to go. He apologize. So he did all that. He got in there. He apologized. They said his sentence should not like last uh, like long. Um, and you know, it says uh, an attorney for the family explained that it is Japanese custom to show remorse in court instead of attempting to argue your innocence, leading the family to issue a formal apology for the accident and pay out a, a one point sixty five million dollar settlement. 
They were told that over 95% of people that follow that similar path are given suspended sentences. But Lieutenant Alkinis was given the full three-year sentence. An appeal in which Lieutenant Alkinis presented his medical diagnosis was also denied, leaving the family with few options for justice. Right. Um, so the mom, you know, the wife pretty much stated, like, yo, my husband is over here in support of your country, you know, doing operations and stuff in support of your country and uh, uh, an accident where he, you know, fell asleep. Well, he passed out at the well due to a medical um, incident, caused him to kill two people, um, which was a clear mistake. And why is he now in jail for three years or whatever? That was how long his tour was supposed to be actually three years. He was like a year and some change into it. Yeah. Um, What's your thoughts on that, bro? Man, it's it's it's, it's kind of crazy, man. I, I mean, um, I look at it as if he would have fell asleep with the wheel, if he was drinking, if all of this stuff happens and you kill some people, I can say, okay, hey, you know, ain't nothing we could do, blah, blah. But this is actually a medical condition, right? And it happens a lot, believe it or not, when you go from high attitude, a uh, high uh, altitude you know, to low altitude. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a medical thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know my condolences to the, you know, that the people who died, you know, but this was a accident. This yeah. is not now the money side of it, paying the money out. Okay. Hey, they did lose people. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, one point, you know, whatever million dollars I got it. Um, but sending them to prison, um, for a, a no crap accident, that's a little much for me. Um, that's kind of my thoughts, and I, I most definitely don't think he need prison time. Um, now with that being said, on the other side, you know, somebody family member died, so I know they're very upset, you know, yeah, and all that. Uh, but this was no shit, an accident, man. This guy passed out at the wheel of his vehicle from a medical condition. Now, with that being said, um, in the United States, we know probably how this would have went. It probably went as some type of accident, you know, blah, blah, blah. But we're not in America. You know, we, we, we in Japan, you know. And I know you brought up this story because it kind of falls into the other story about uh, Brittany. But um, at the same time, man, like, I feel bad for the family, man, in a way. Cause they was out there trying to do something fun with the family. They was trying to, you know, get ready to go on deployment and all that type of stuff. And this happens, you know, um, it's sad. Um, and that's kind of, man, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I most definitely don't think he should be in prison though. Yeah. If it's all true the way how it's written, that's trash. That is trash. You know, yeah. from, uh, that system over there, whatever they got going on there, that's not cool. Um, if it's all true like that, that ain't cool. That's corny. You know, um, because again, like we're like, you know, this is a military member, lieutenant, you know, over there for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. The the different the, the Brittany Griner thing is a little different because like, man, yeah. we don't we're not really looking at Russia like an ally either. Like y'all not even like ally. Yeah. And then he's a military member of an ally country. Like, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like this is 
We know it's an accident. We know it was medical. Y'all made y'all made us pay one point. Y'all made this family settle for one point sixty five million dollars. However, you know that works out, and people get paid from those things. And then you still gonna get this man three years, or whatever. And condolences to the family of the people who died. You know what I'm saying? Condolences mm-hmm. to them. But you still gonna get this man three years for something that's been like medically diagnosed. That is sick. Crazy. I don't even think really? Brandy got three years when she when she hit the lady and killed the lady for whatever it was that uh-huh. happened. I don't know. I don't know if we remember that, but Brandy uh, Norwood yeah. or whatever the singer, she killed somebody in a uh, vehicle accident. I don't even think she got three years for that, and she didn't have acute mountain illness. I don't know if she even got time. Yeah, yeah like it's that, that just don't yes. make no sense, man. It's unfair. It's not right, and it's an ally country. Like that's the part that 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 kind of like. It's weird with y'all. Like, what's happening? Like, what y'all doing? You know what I mean? I know you saw Nancy Pelosi. I don't know where Soul is. Maybe maybe we might not get Soul back. I know we saw Nancy Pelosi go to Taiwan, man. That was crazy, Yeah, she went out there. Man, China got mad, man. Mad as hell right now. They doing exercises (laughs) and shit now. She mad as hell. Yeah, they said the sanctions on her family. We we don't talk about that on here uh, just because um, we... You know, it's a lot of things that got to do with, like, real factual things. And that ain't, like, you know, we really, I don't want to have too many opinion-based conversations on China and uh, America and stuff like that. But, I mean, that's a real thing. You know what I mean? It's a real thing. Um, I was happy to see Nancy Pelosi go over there. I mean, I know some people wasn't, you know what I mean? But I I was happy to see her go over there. I mean, that that is a country that we cool with. We should be going over. Yeah. Like, we should not be... You know, we shouldn't not be going. We could visit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's pretty much... Yo, she was on tour. Yeah. <laughs> it was it's, a stop. <laughs> it's a power move, too. I mean, I think it's a power move. move. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it's move. supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. We, we here. We out here. Like, this is where we saying we going to be. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, so I, I, I thought that was, you know, pretty cool. I thought that was cool. I thought that, oh, we got soul back and we got a different angle. Like, yo, this how you know I. This how you know I don't do podcasts. Like my phone died. I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, like you know, and I was thinking, I gotta start saying things to like our, our guests because I was like, yo, eventually, like her phone gonna die or something. Her headphone. First, I thought your head. I was like, her headphones ain't gonna last for how as long as we gonna talk. I was like, but she could easily switch, you know, ears or whatever. Let one charge while the other one. But um, I should have probably thought about something, but I didn't. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, you're good. Um, so we talked about, uh, you missed it and we're not really going to go back, but we talked about the Lieutenant that that's, uh, in jail, okay. um, mm-hmm. in, J- in Japan for, uh, killing two people in a vehicle accident, mm-hmm. even though, you know, he was passed out because of some, uh, acute mountain illness, but he's still locked up for three years or whatever, wow. uh, for killing those people. So we talked about how unfair that was. We skipped our veterans erectile dysfunction conversation cause I can't find the source material. So, I don't want to get into it uh, if I can't find a source material. Now, since you are back, it's funny because we were, I was almost close to really wrapping this up, but I do want to talk about something real quick since you are back. Uh, Ownership, right? I Mm want to talk about ownership. Um, I almost wanted to like word of the day it, but uh, me personally, I feel like it's a lack of ownership 
of a remember I, I, like last week I talked about like this real dark podcast that I would have or whatever. This is a little snippet of it, and I'm not gonna go nowhere near it, right? But I feel like it's a lack of ownership nowadays amongst a lot of people in the workforce, period, mm-hmm. or whatever like that, right? Like people don't own a shit or whatever. I mean, what's y'all thoughts on that? I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree um, also. Um, but the, to me, the, the lack of ownership and things like that, man, is also is a building block on your leadership also, right? Like, it's it's, it's one of the, the, the building blocks of you leading sailors every day and, and these guys start, depends on where you at for your ownership, but say for me as a, as a chief or a senior chief or whoever, People are looking at you, right? They're vibing on. They seeing what you're doing because they want to. They want to emulate how you doing because they see. They look at you as being successful, right? And being successful is being. It's owning, owning what you're doing. I don't care if it's a a PowerPoint. I don't care if it's how clean your P way is. You know what I mean? That's ownership of what you're doing, and people going to see that and they say, "Oh man, I want to do the same thing." That's how we mm-hmm. build. That's how we build a good command. That's how we. Um, for example, man, um, if we have cleaning stations every day and I see the CMC coming through the P-Ways, I feel like that's ownership of CMCs getting out there walking around, you know, interacting with the sailors and talking to them and things like that. Now, if he don't do that, say he do it one time and he don't do it no more. We don't see the CMC no more. You know what I mean? That's like, that's a thing for me, right? I feel like they mm-hmm. come out here all the time, come out here and talk to the sailors but that's a good time to come out there and do things like that. So, yeah, man, it's a lack of ownership, man. Um, and I can give you some examples, man, that I have seen in, in my Navy career when it comes to ownership and it comes to, to me, ownership and maybe even preparing yourself. You know what I mean? I feel like if you ain't prepared, you ain't, you ain't, it's a lack of ownership there. If you have to do a presentation and you get up there and your, and your PowerPoint jacked up or whatever you're using is jacked up, that's a lack of ownership to me, man. For example, you know, you got to be prepared. You got to be ready to go. And I'm sure we can use different words for ownership, but uh, yeah, man, yeah. that's kind of yeah. my, my, my take on it, man. Cause so mine is like, you know, even before soul talk, my, what I'm thinking about is like a seller come up to you, you know, and they tell you a story, you know, and then you ask them, for instance, you're like, all right, so what could you have done different? Right. <laughs> you know, and it's nothing. <laughs> It's nothing. Get them every time, bro. Right? You know, Get them every time. I did everything right. I did everything right. It was literally just the other person. Right. Everything right. I was completely innocent. I was the whole victim. Is nothing I could have done different. And like, because when I talk to sellers like nowadays, and it's like, and they talk about a conflict between like two parties. I don't talk about the other party with them. Like I talk to them about them, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I think sometimes it's frustrating. It's like, well, you flipping it on me. Now I'm not flipping nothing on you. I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to whoever the person is. Maybe me and that person to have a conversation, but that's going to be between me and that person. Mm-hmm. So what can, what, what could you have done different? What can you do better? You know, how can we work on you or whatever like that? Cause it's obviously a conflict between you and this other person. You know what I mean? And that's and that's where I'm at, you know, when it comes, you know, I read the Leaf Bab and the 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 willing the Jocko Willing book when he's like, yo, I think every issue you have to find where you 
your role in it. Like you have to find what you could have done different. That's the, like, and for me, that's like real total, complete, like ownership. ownership. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it ain't nothing happening in my life now that I don't be like, damn, what could I have done better? Or what could I have done to the, avoid this? Or, you know, how could I have maneuvered, you know, better in this way or whatever. That's how I look at my life. Yeah. Whatever. That's like ownership for me or whatever. But I feel like a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say too, because you touched on it as far as like a military, um, you know, like ownership in the military. I think mm-hmm. uh, I agree with like Domo in a bigger spectrum. I think we're missing ownership in general as human beings. Um, and I know like Domo and I talked about like different books that we've read and stuff like that, that teach you how to like take the ego out of situations. And I think that's part of it. Like you take your ego out of the situation and be able to say like, you know what? Yes. I acknowledge that I could have done this better. That's ownership, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think you can, um, apply it anywhere in your personal, professional, romantic life. Um, it's just, it's a personality trait that I think we all need work on. I don't think any of us are perfect. I don't think I started being more hard on myself and my character about ownership until I like did some work on myself and then like read some books that were like influential to me where now I'm able to step back and be like, okay, like I'm not going to act on this. Let me see what I did. Where did I fall short? And that doesn't mean that I will go back to that person and be like, I'm sorry. You know, that's also something you have to Mm -hmm. learn and it takes practice, but just being able to acknowledge to myself that I know I made a mistake is enough for me to know that I'm becoming a better person. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think it's like, nice. like, I think it's I so subtle and like, I'm a language person and I like, and I don't know, you know, like who, who, who are language people who's not language people. I don't know who's the language people are, who they, who they aren't, but I'm a language person. So, and I think it's so much in the words that we use. So like, and some people might think it's like, damn, you being like super anal with like with what I'm saying. But I hear so many people speak without ownership, like like you know, mm-hmm. um, the paper fell or whatever, you know, something like that. Like, no, you dropped it. Like, like, like it didn't fall. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, I, I'm trying to think of a really good example that really happened. Um, you know, but it's like I have yeah, one like, for you. Yo, you know, the door was locked or whatever. Like, you know, the door was locked and my keys were still. So, no, you locked yourself out your house. Like, like that was you who did that. You know what I mean? What's yours, so? Let me yeah, give you an example. Sure. Let me let me give you an example of what you're saying because uh, it, it actually happened. We were at a DRB for a sailor and he goes, long story short, teleworking, left, his, left the laptop in his car. Laptop got stolen. Mm-hmm. NMCI laptop. And in his DRB, he said, I made a mistake. And I was like, "Mm, no, you made a choice, Mm -hmm. right? You made a choice because did you leave your cell phone in the car? Like, no, like priorities, right? Like your priority was not your laptop. Maybe you didn't plan on working that afternoon. And so you made a choice to leave the laptop in the car. Yeah. And so it goes back to what you're saying, like ownership, like you made a choice and words matter. Like you made a choice to leave the laptop there. A mistake is I bump into your coffee and it pours on your laptop. Your laptop no yeah. longer works. That's a mistake. But if I pour the cup of coffee over your laptop, 
That's yeah. a choice. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, that's the number one uh, word in DRB. Yo, I made a mistake. Like, I made a mistake. Like, yeah. Don't work, though, buddy. <laughs> this blue on blue. Like, you knew you were swinging them punches, man. I made a mistake and I, I two-pieced them. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it all goes full circle to what you started this yeah. conversation with as far as ownership. Like, and it's a, it's a lack of, I think in the, I, I've had this conversation with someone recently that, you know, the English language has been like minimized. Like we use only certain words when there's so many words. And I usually like to use to say love as an example, because it's like, you can love romantically, you know, um, platonically or whatever, but there's so many other words like enamor or like, um, adore, you can adore someone and not be in love with them, or you can love someone and not be in love with them. And, because there's these so many words that you can utilize, but we don't yeah. use them. Because we get so used to generalizing like everything. Like, you know, like that, if yeah. you listen to music or you watch a movie or whatever, like normally somebody, you, the answer is like, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, if you didn't like it, it's like, yeah, yeah, that album was trash. Like, no, like I didn't like the album. <laughs> like, like you know, or I didn't yeah. like the movie. <laughs> Not like it. Somebody else enjoyed yeah. it. So it was for somebody else. Um, but you know, so I just think we generalize so much and we lose like that ownership and and specifying things to who like to just us. Like, yo, you know, it's just me. And I, I but I deal with like I, you know, I deal with that with sellers who have issues with you know other sellers. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, well, you know, what can you do so that doesn't happen? I think we talked about it here on the pod before. Like, if I walk down this crazy street and I get robbed every day, yeah, those people are like, you know, criminals. <laughs> like, they vicious robbers. You know what I mean? Like, I can't change the fact that they're vicious robber criminals, but I can choose to walk down a different street. You know what I mean? Like, like you just brought up about ego. My ego is not going to tell me like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to change these guys. No, I could just walk down a different street. I could just have a weapon with me and be prepared. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different things that you can do. Like, you know, especially when it comes to personalities, a lot of people, I don't want to get too deep into it, but a lot of people in the Navy and probably any job, they don't click. And sometimes it's personality based. It don't got nothing to do with work. They don't got nothing mm-hmm. to do with nothing but simply personalities. So at some point, you got to get over yourself, you know, and and, and figure out how you're going to click with this person, with this. I started doing that for myself. Like, all right, how am I going to mesh with this person, with this personality? Maybe their personality won't mm-hmm. ever change. Maybe I can't change who they are. I don't really like that about them, but I can't do shit about that. So how do I either coexist with this person or find a yeah, basically, how do I coexist with this person? Or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's it. Sometimes work is like that. You're not always gonna have a LPO that you like. You know what I mean? But you're always gonna have you're an right. LPO you gotta work with. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know, I, right. it, 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 you know, it's one of those things. And I know in a perfect world, yeah, you should like, you know, in a perfect world, yeah, you should like everybody and all that, but that's not always gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sometimes we tolerate our coworkers. We don't necessarily like them. But, you know, let me ask you a question about that, though, because I've also, so I've also heard people say, like, okay, well, because you are so good at, like, maneuvering through these people, like, different uh-huh. personalities and being able to work with them, like, now it's almost like you're fake. Like, it's it comes off as, like, you're fake because you're, learning to maneuver around this person to get what you need or to get the job done or what you need to get the job done. So it comes off as like, 
oh, well, like you're, you're fake. Like, we don't even know who you are. Cause I've, I've heard that before where it's like, oh, you're so good at mingling with everyone and getting what you need and getting what you need done, done. And I'm like, well, yeah, but like, I'm studying these people. Like, I know this person's about Liberty, this person, you know, especially like if it's peers, it's like, oh, this person loves motorcycles. So yeah, I'm gonna go tell, talk about motorcycles real quick while I'm trying right, to get yeah. this done. Cause I know, right. Or like, I know this person has kids or this person's into dogs or whatever it may be. Right. But it comes off as like, almost like I I've been told before, like, Oh, it's so fake. Like you have this superficial relationship with everyone to get what you need yeah. done. I, I think it's, I call that a leader. Yeah, me too. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. That's what I call that. I was going to say know that, I mean? you know, exactly. and I, and not everybody is a leader. So they not, they going to look at it from their point of view. Um, they just not all, mm-hmm. they, they not all. Lead. I remember I was talking, I was telling somebody, man, um, you know, and it's in the same line, but I remember, man, I was in a mess and somebody once had told me like, damn dude, you came through and you, you scooped up, you know, was, he was like, you came through and you just started doing so much and you got a bunch of collaterals and stuff like that. Right. And I felt bad about him saying that. Right. Like, cause I, I, I worked, I did my job. That was first and foremost. Right. I did my job. I wasn't just like there trying to like dog count collaterals. Right. But I felt bad about that. Right. But then I started after like a year or two and I saw the same person who told me this, who's a cool dude or whatever, but I saw the same person like never do anything. I realized that he wasn't trying to get like the collateral either. So it wasn't like he was like, had an issue with like me having it. Cause I was taking it away from him. You know, it's yeah. just people like, and they probably don't even know it sometime, but they be trying to dim your light. Like they just, they just want, they want like misery loves company type stuff and all of that. Like it, it all rings in that same kind of family. Like, like you don't even have a, and, and I hate it when people make people feel bad about like doing shit. Like, oh yeah, he's just trying to do everything. He's trying, he trying to be, he trying super whoever. Like, mm-hmm. like you just saying this because you're not doing it. You know, you saying this because you don't know how to talk to everybody. You don't know how to get what you want from being able to have a relationship with everybody like that. It's like you trying to dim my light or whatever. And I got to talk to sellers about that all the time nowadays. Like, yo, don't let somebody dim your light. Because I'm serious. Like, you know, like somebody will say that and then you'd be like, man, I don't even want to do. Um, you know, I remember going to my mm-hmm. CMC one day, like, man, I don't even want to do that, you know, because somebody had said something one day and I was like, yeah, I don't even want to do that. And this is me being in a mess. And he's like, why not? You just wanted to do it last week. <laughs> why you don't want to do it now? You know, I'm like, I just don't want to do it. It's cool, man. Like, let somebody else do it. It's like, nobody's fucking stepping up. Like, nobody's doing it, though. Like, yeah, you I mean, are. Like, yeah. you're stepping up to do it. Nobody else is. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, just yeah. let somebody else do it, man. I don't even, you, you know, and I, and I don't want no anybody to feel like that. Like, if you could do something, if you want to do something and you can handle it and you really want to do something. I never did anything I didn't want to do. I might have, I might have right. didn't want to do something after I started it. Like, oh man, I ain't know. <laughs> like, like that last year in Semio, I could have like, you know, that, that could have been somewhere else. You know what I mean? But before, like outside of that, I never like didn't want to do something if I was uh, like doing it or whatever. I mean, if I, you know, if I showed an interest, I ain't just jot, like dive into something because I felt like it would look better on my eval. I, I, I never cared that much. Um, after- right. And I think that's important too, is like, don't do, don't do things unless your heart is in it. That's what I tell people too. like, don't be the, and I say that to junior sellers too, like, don't be the collateral duty king and queen or whatever have you, 
because it looks good. Do what you want to do because you want to do it. Because most recently, like even myself, I remember one of my leaders was like, you're doing really good at this program. And I'm I'm so glad that you are um, because, you know, it, it, it's, it's a good program. And I was like, thank you. And he was like, and, and you, we can tell that you like, that you enjoy right. it. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm not going to do it if I don't like it, you yeah. know? Like, why would I volunteer to be the simio if I genuinely do not have an interest yeah. in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's a lesson for all leaders to learn. It's like, it's not about how many you have. It's about, at least in my opinion, what you do with what you do yeah. have. Like, own it, you know, and, and you, you are if you like, you know, if you like it. And just don't let nobody, like, don't let nobody dim your light. Dim your light you know, about it. Yeah. I've dimmed my own, I let my... I've done that. I've been notorious for just dimming my light, like a whole lot of times, like just in life, you know, period, since I was young. Uh, When I was young, I got skipped. I was, I got skipped when I was in like elementary school. And I used to lie and tell people I was older. So they didn't know that I got skipped. You know what I'm saying? Because the school I went, like the neighborhoods I was living in, you couldn't like, like super smart. And I didn't want to seem younger than everybody, but I was younger than everybody. But I lied like all the way up through high school. Like, I'm such and such age. When really I'm like two years younger. You know what I mean? But like that happens a lot. You know what I mean? And a lot of people do that. And I, I just don't want anybody to do that. Um, and it's almost like the reason why you're doing it is to make others comfortable. Yeah. It's to make yeah. people. Yeah. Definitely. It's to like make people comfortable. Uh, and, and I think it comes with time and maturity. And that's why it's so hard to want that from our younger people. But all we can do is try to advocate because everyone learns from making their own mistakes. Right. But like, I'll speak for myself. Like I'm what 31 and just now, like I even find myself sometimes pausing before I even say something because sometimes you have to check your ego. You know what I mean? Like it just happened. I think yesterday we were at a, at a ranking board or something. I forget what it, it was. It was a ranking board. Um, and I told one of my co like, you know, coworkers, I was like, yo, do you need the paper? I was like, that's where the the notes are. And then he was like, I got it. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I was like, I was trying to make sure that you were good, but why should I assume that you didn't memorize what you wrote on the piece of paper that you just handed somebody else? My bad. I was like, my bad, my bad, my bad. I was trying to make sure you were good, but you know what? Who am I? (laughs) Like, My bad. (laughs) Uh, I I will say this, man. No one of Dumbledore uh, no one um, volunteers anymore either, though, right? Like I, yeah. I, I, I find myself a lot of times doing things myself because no one volunteers. I can go out yeah. there and put some out, like I put some out. Say, hey man, I need somebody to go do X, Y, and Z. You guys hit me up. I need this by you know this this time. And all of a sudden, man, I find myself doing it because no one wants responsibility. Yeah. And no one wants to like volunteer. It's crazy, but that's what that's where we at. So if people talk about volunteer, I don't want to really volunteer. I feel like I shouldn't have to say, you go do that. Right. I, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like I shouldn't have to do that. But man, I find myself in those positions a lot more than than um I you would. would want to. Yeah. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. with chiefs, right? Even with yes. khaki. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's not. I work, and look, I don't have a two first classes, all of them chief and above. So yeah. <laughs> trust me. I'm, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's always like yes. the one to two to three young sellers that 
is that's just down to do whatever. It's like, yo, I, yeah, let's go. Like, yo, we got to do this. We got to move this. We got to yeah. do this. Hey, we need this done. And we need somebody to step up. Yo, what you need me to do? It's like these, it's yeah, three right. of them at my command. Like, they just, whatever. Like, hey, we got to take over. They want us yeah. to teach people. Let's give training. All right, let's go, senior. Where, where they at? Like, you know, but when you start going higher, higher, it's a lot of, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, and people had a bright, yeah, yeah, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to do it. Oh, but then it's like, it never got done. Like, you know, yeah, last man. minute, like, you know, it's, it's, it's just, <laughs> man. You know, and I, I'll be. Are you bring it up and uh, they give you that look? You bring it up and they give you that look like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. So do you have anything else for us? Anything? Any thoughts? Um, no, I just want to say thank you. I was like super chill. I've never done a podcast and I don't know. It's awesome. Like comfortable. Just. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, just talking. Yeah, we just hanging yeah, out. Most definitely, we just hanging out. Um, so I, I tell you this. So I, I want us to tell you that um, any PS related or pay related issue that we have on the podcast from now on, we're gonna be dialing you in. <laughs> I just want you to know, we're gonna just dial you in. Let's come on in. You guys got a question? Oh, you got this? Oh, I got a, just a person. We just dial you right. Now. I need you to be ready. I need you to be ready. No. you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told everyone at SEA. I said, I might not know the answer. I'm not advocating that I know the answer to everything, but I can promise you that I will get you in touch with who you need. So definitely so don't put me in the spot and so call me in. So we should text you first. We should text you first. Text, get oh, you yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ask Damo. Ask, ask I told him that. I was like, y'all can text me anything. And I, I will, I will definitely find the right person or tell you or guide you in the right direction. But yeah, man. I mean, it's it's definitely a ever evolving part of the Navy right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, advocate for yourself, advocate for your sailors, and yeah, definitely. If you need something, he can give you my number, text me, let me know, and I will get you in touch with whoever I can. Um, but please don't suffer in silence, and that's a public services announcement to everyone listening. Is do not suffer in silence and do not assume that it's being taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Hey, so uh, other than that, for, so no, I just wanted to say thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate your opinion about soft. Um, uh, I appreciate you standing in front of everybody, oh, like, hey, I'm over there, you know, talk to me. And uh, we had some great conversations, I mean, but even about astrology and things that you know we ain't really talk about in the pot. We had some fun times. Um, I hope SEA wasn't mm-hmm. the last time in life that I actually, you know, get to hang out with you because we had some fun times, we had some great times, and um, good luck at whatever you got, you know, coming to you next. Yes, up for orders here shortly, so. Yeah. Hopefully somewhere exciting. Yeah, I know. Home, California. Mm-mm. No, remember I want to add it either a different country or yeah, a different uh, state to the to the wall, that's man. True. The wall, <laughs> that's like, true. That's true. I know Damon don't yeah, have much. Thank yeah. you. I'm, uh, yeah, a lot of thank you. Thank you for me too, though. Um, you know, your your future is bright. I can tell you that. Just listen to you talk and listen to your passion. Your future is bright. So, um, good luck to you and thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for having yeah. me. We we still gotta hang around. We got like two more things we gotta do, but enjoy your day. Have a good one. Thank you. Right, peace out. Peace. Bye guys. Bye. All right, Damon. We got this book, man. Uh 
well, I got this book, the book of the week. You're in college, right? That's the, So you stopped doing book of the week because yeah. you're in school, right? Yes. Do y'all read books and, um, in school? We got, <laughs> bro, let me tell you about these books, man. Like every week I get like 20, 30 pages to read to do these topics, to do all this stuff. Man, I can't get through all that, man. I got the I'm I'm paraphrasing stuff. Through, yeah. I'm reflipping through real scheming oh, through man. real quick. Yeah, man. But the school is good though, man. So I'm talking about it's a lot of budget stuff and it's a lot of, you know, corporation finances and things like that I'm doing yeah. right now. So it's pretty good. So the book I read this week, um, well, not I ain't read the book this week, but the book I'm gonna talk about this week is uh a book that I had for a few years now and I just never read it. Like I never finished it. Somebody recommended it to me and I thought the name of it and the theme of it was going to be interesting based off another book that these authors collaborated on, but it just didn't grab me in the beginning. Cause I think it was more about, if I remember correctly, it was more about medical things and some technical things, but I finished a few books. Um, and I was like, that book just kind of still was in my library. So I'm like, let me just finish it. You know, I had a few hours left because, you know, I do the audio book. But it's called book. It's called uh, The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace by Gary Chapman and Paul White. So these are the same guys who do the five love languages. And it was good. Uh, I'm not going to talk too long about it, but it was a good book. I recommend it. I actually do recommend it. Um, I give it a three out of five, but I still recommend it to anybody um, that 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 like that's interested in different practices and um things to do to better show appreciation um in the workplace to the people they work with. It also goes into a bunch of different scenarios as well about different places, uh different types of workplaces. Like it's about if you if you worked at a school, if you worked at a warehouse, if you worked at a hospital. You know, how can you show different appreciation? Engineers, how can y'all show appreciation? Um, then it's also like, what if I don't appreciate the person? Like, what do you do then? Um, and then a big part of that, again, was like ownership, like what we talked about, you know, in the episode. So um, definitely check it out, the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. I believe that it will help. And I think you could get these guys to come to your place of business and talk and do a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of stuff like that. So the five languages of yeah. appreciation in the workplace, definitely a good book. I agree. Terminal list. Yeah. Episode Ooh, two. Yeah. Episode Encoding. Two, Encoding, right? So terminal list, episode two. Spoiler alert, right? Let's set it off right there. Spoiler alert. Uh, terminal list, yeah. episode two. Encoding. So a few things that I that we didn't say the last time, because again, that was our half-ass uh podcast uh review movie review. Um Amazon Prime is where you could find terminal lists, right? It's the, it's created by David DeGilio. Um Antoine Fuqua and Chris Pratt are also producers on this. Um it's about mm-hmm. Chris Chris Pratt also acts in this. He, he stars as somebody named uh James Reese. Right, a seal is he a seal uh, commander? commander? Yeah, he's a commander. Navy seal commander. Um, from what I know, you talked about these being based off of Jack Carr novels uh, and stuff like that. Uh, I've read somewhere where David DeGilio mentioned that the DOD is not a fan of the Jack Carr novels because they they some of them talk about broken chains of commands and bad decision making and stuff like that. Um, 
I believe those things could be true in places though. We shouldn't run from like those things and just yeah. like not as yeah. like some of those things could be true. We should be working, you know, against those things, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, um, it, it's something for everybody. You know what I mean? Some, some commands ain't, you know, ain't hitting like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like I mean, DOD, DOD, man, y'all, y'all gotta, you know, y'all just need to understand that. Like it, it ain't good. It ain't good around the board, <laughs> man. Like, like don't act like it ain't happening though. <laughs> But what's up, Damon? Talk yeah. to me, man. Yeah, man. Term- so Terminal 2, man. Um, so, you know, at the end of, of 1, you know, his family, you know, died. Mm-hmm. So now um, they go into a whole little 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 segment about, like, he he always, on the, like, he always got this PTSD thing going on, too, yeah. right? So he got this going on. So he always going back in time. He going back and seeing certain scenes and stuff in his life and and things are like changing for him and also it's an investigation going on from NCIS yeah. um where <laughs> crazy part man they trying to he's telling them where like this part about the gun like where his guns was located and they trying to trying to pers- seem like they trying to persuade him to tell him no you got the gun was here and he's trying to tell them the gun is you know you yeah know, uh in his, I think he's in his bedroom or something like that. So that was kind of crazy um, scene where where that was happening. Then it was kind of crazy on how he figured out um, uh, who was one of the, his attackers. Yeah, right. He just like so like he, he figured out he, <laughs> he figured this thing out where this guy was like one of the NCIA agents was like the first on scene for some crimes that he shouldn't have been the first on scene. For. Yeah. Right, he shouldn't have been. It should have been somebody else, but he was always there. So he just got to the computer. He saw. He, he put that together. He looked at the guy's face, and he did this, like, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like yeah, this. Totally, yeah. And he's like, "That's yeah. the dude. He's the one. That's it. We finna, we finna, we finna get him." Yeah. You know, type deal, man. And uh, but he was correct. He was right. You know what I mean? Um, he was like the the guy that's way on the totem pole of, of what was going on. But he's in this in this episode. He's the first one on the totem pole. You know, uh, to go down, man. He found out, and now the movie is finna expand now because now we found out it is. This is the first episode you gonna find. You will find out this episode. I found out that this is the episode that you find out that some is bigger than just the NCI agent. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's more to the story because the whole story, man. This dude losing his mind. He could have killed his family. All this stuff was going on in his head. But now we found out, you know what? It is somebody else. It is something else going on. We don't know that yet, but it is something else. Yeah. And then old girl got the brain scans or whatever, and she was like, you got to see this or whatever, right? So that was crazy. That was, you know, um, that was wild. Um, Like you said, though, it opened with the funeral scene. Um, so it's, yeah. you know, starting where it left off, he's seeing things, you know, he think he would his wife, think he would his daughter. You mentioned that the NCIS dude was like, I wrote NCIS was handling him. Like they was trying to like, you know, yeah. doing like treating, like, you know, you got issues. And then like, in a way we still think you a suspect. It was kind of crazy. Um, I'm still trying to take Chris Pratt serious, man. Um, even down to his vocal inflections. Like I don't see him as a heart and, Navy SEAL, man. I can't hear like his voice, his expressions when he like his gritty. He just don't to me don't have that grit. Like <laughs> his voice is like is you know that's just what it is for me and Chris Pratt. Like I don't think I'm ever going 
be convinced or whatever. Um, it, it got like a light. It's, it's just different. Like I don't get too much. Um, he was about to put that two star on the wall with his plaques, man. He's ready to pin. Yeah, He's about to- <laughs> man. That's the part I forgot to talk about. He was man. Ready. But that two star got wild on him, though, man. <laughs> Two star said some wild shit. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't take care of your team or you couldn't take care of your family. Yeah, no, I was yeah, like, that two star start going in on yeah. it, man. But he was ready to hang yeah, him up. Star. Like he was ready to pin him yeah. right on that wall, man. Like that's wild. Like yeah, that's wild. A commander like gripping up a two star and like just walking out of yeah. it, just getting. And then really, to him, but like, the, even though the two, even though the two star said some wild shit though, but you never yeah. see some shit like that. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> It is his wild. Yeah, shit. that was crazy. And then I'm one of them people that like if they show you like an Instagram page on a movie or a TV show, like I'm one of them people that'll pull up Instagram to see if they like made it for the show or whatever. Like, or if they like yeah. you know uh, Google something. I'm one of them people that if I had time, like I Google it too to see if it's like was on a show. So he mentioned this app called uh, Threema that I didn't know about, um, and he was. Uh, and I looked it up, and it's a real app. It's really secure messaging and stuff like that. I know it's probably a bunch of people that know about it. I probably heard the name once or twice, but I, I you know, so that was cool. I'm like, damn, I might have to start using Threema, man. You know, I don't know what. Yeah. I never heard of it either. I didn't look yeah, it up either, it, though. It, but it was real. When it. he was like, WhatsApp is compromised or whatever, um, I felt like was the, was Amazon like taking a little stab at you know Meta or whatever. Like I like I I just I never like thought that they would use like real terminology like that WhatsApp and, and, and Threema. They could have yeah. just made up, you know, names, man. And I think a lot of people think WhatsApp is compromised. That's probably why I don't participate yeah. in those cheap chats that much, man. Um, another thing I took from the episode, though, let me ask you a question, man. An NCIS agent with his hands tied, tied up, right? Versus a Navy SEAL commander in a dark room, man. Uh, who wins that fight? <laughs> Easy, maybe. The SEAL commander every time, yeah. right? Like, what was the NCIS yeah. agent? I think the NCIS agent would have lived, bro. Like, 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 what was he thinking, man? Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, even if your hands wasn't tied, yeah, like, you, try <laughs> you know to what I mean? Why you try? What are you doing? You would so you you could tell right there. He probably was in a predicament. He knew he's he was ready dumb. to die. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he got it. Yeah, yeah, he was ready to yeah. die. It had to be that. You know you're not finna yeah, walk this. Because he had already said the person name by yeah. then, right? Yeah, yeah. He already said yeah, the person yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he probably was ready to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but because you know you ain't finna <laughs> win. You know what I mean? This dude in all black and, and, and you know what I mean? Yeah, got on a, on a war on path. Day. What are yeah, you trying to do? He came through with the silence. Yeah. So he on a war path because his family got killed. Yeah. You not about to win. So that was the other thing I took from it. But it, it was a little better. I'm st- uh, like Again, I know that the show, like some people loved it. Some people... Then I'm still, I'm still not fully like in it yet. Like I'm still like, like I could run to, yeah. the, I'm not pausing it if I got to run to the bathroom yet. You know what I'm saying? When it start getting to like, yeah. oh, let me pause this. So I can, that's when I know is you know, good. But it, 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 this episode to me caught me a lot more than the other one that I ain't even go back to. I ain't yeah. even go back to it. Like I fell asleep every time. Um, for like twenty minutes of that episode. Well, on the first, on the first one, like what only thing caught me on the first one, man. Like it was kind of like trying to ease into the show, but then when his family died, I was like, oh yeah, shit, yeah. you know what I mean? That kind of caught me, you know, on that one. But and yeah. I, yeah, and I did. And this that. one started getting better. That's you it. said it's yeah. seven episodes, but it's eight. Did you watch all eight of them? Okay, I, I, I just wanted to make sure. I just, I just want to make sure. Yeah. All right, man. Um, dang, 
don't know, man. I don't know, man. See, see, see what my day looks like. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what I got going on for the rest of the day. I want to chill out and just shit. Your day about over with, man. Shit. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Oh no, man. Oh, no. Yeah, man. But uh, all right, bro. Do your thing, man. Like there was, there was, there was, there was a pretty good episode, man. I like like talking to uh, Soul, man. She's she's very hungry, hungry uh, young chief, and I like to see that, man. So it was very refreshing. Yeah, man. Hey, peace out, peace out, man. We love and appreciate. Peace you. out, man. Holla.